2: Excellent. Stop. And, and halfway, halfway, halfway saying lesbian. lesbian <laughs> at, at the Academy Awards. Lesbian. Lesbian. <laughs> what does Al Pacino say? Cause she's got a butt. Cause she's got a great ass. <laughs> it's ass. Oh, oh you, ass. Do a, you do a good Al. <laughs> Hold on, she's got up. a great ass. <laughs> Put your whole head up that ass. Best movie in the world.
1: I mean, there's a lot of examples of why the relationship between Al and Bob is clearly a romantic one. Yes, that it's a very gay movie. But I think, and and I actually think Al is the bottom, so Al wouldn't necessarily be the one rap. You know, waxing rapsodic. Yeah, he's of course like he wouldn't be the one to wax rhapsodic about did you not hear me say wax rhapsodic i would not have said that if we were we weren't recording he would not be the one to extol the virtues of the butt sure but there there we can talk about like their 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 bonding of souls that goes across a lifetime and across geography but But for me the
2: bonding of butts
1: yes but for me like (laughs) the best game moment of the movie is she's got a great ass (laughs)
2: And when oh and you got
0: your head all the way up at ferocious, aren't I? When I think ferocious of asses, a woman's ass, something comes
1: out of me. You know, he, he had to oh. clarify a woman's ass <laughs> because he didn't want to get caught. Oh. can't believe oh. we started. I'm not. My computer is still coming back to life.
2: I just like my letterbox log. Gay, gay, <laughs> gay, <laughs> which <AF>. it is.
1: <laughs> gay. I completely
0: misquoted. The quote that I quoted in letterboxed, which is I said that his wife tells him he's surrounded by death. But hold on, I'm gonna look up what let's No, when about,
1: I when I saw your log I figured you were paraphrasing because I knew that wasn't the line, but no. it was such a classic Ben sentiment that I just assumed you were twisting the movie around. Hold on. Roger Ebert quoted it
0: specifically in his review. Got a
2: great ass. Because of course he got Bring that it. line. You got a great ass. Ben, I like when you tweeted,
1: let me buy you a cup of coffee.
2: <laughs> Robert enjoy- Robert was really taken by Amy Brennan with her graphic design entrepreneurship.
0: Entrepreneurship. It's not just that she's <laughs> That's a graphic the designer. Moment. It's graphic design oh. entrepreneurship. I'm Neil. The minute
1: Amy Brennan showed up, she walks through the bookstore. I literally went, <laughs> 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 I love Robert De Niro so much as a person. It like makes my teeth hurt. Like my body cannot contain my adoration and just deep love for the man.
0: You live among the remains of dead people. Mm. That's Mm -hmm. what she says. Speaking of Buster Scruggs. Same Mood. mood. All of those Twitterisms,
1: All they all apply here. All the moods, all the takes. Uh, I, what my litterbox dog was going to be, but I was like, "This is too st- internet stupid to do." But it's true. About heat is blue, the coldest color. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's deep. Yeah. Mm.
0: It has very mm. Gordon Willis textures to it. Mm-hmm. It's very
2: te- te- textured.
0: It's very dark.
1: Well, it's it's
2: lit like a funeral parlor. It, the, it's it a is. it's a noir. It's, yeah. it's, it's a noir. It's lit. Yeah, every well, everything's colored like a corpse, mm-hmm. like a blue corpse. I love that. I love
1: that. Like know
2: what? I love. Like it. you know what? Laura, I know it's brave to
0: say, mm-hmm. but I think Heat's a good movie. I think wow. that's brave, and You're I really think going out on a limb. There.
1: I, I think I that you are doing what Damien Chazelle could not do, and I am watching you put a flag on the moon <gasps> with that take, mm-hmm. and I think it's brave. I think, and I think that's brave. I'm gonna stand with
0: the man stands <laughs> out in the world. <laughs> I'm oh. going to watch The Insider tonight, honestly. Oh, hell yeah. Fuck yeah. I think No, I'm, gonna I'm wa- actually going to watch, was watch gonna... Murray Internet because I'm going to be responsible and get some homework out of
1: the way. Oh, that's nice. Oh, my God. So I'm, I'm so either I'm either watching watch. Buster Scruggs again or I'm going to watch Thief, which I think oh, yeah. is on Filmstruck, nice. so that is probably the move.
2: I'll be watching Netflix's The Princess Switch thing. Oh. What the hell is that? The double uh, Vanessa Hudgens film. Oh, fuck.
1: Wait, she's parent trapping herself?
2: Yes. She plays a twin of herself.
1: Oh, my God. Haley Mills is <laughs> rolling in her grave.
2: <laughs> it's going to be the best thing ever.
1: Sh- she should have been nominated, though, for The Parent Trap. I think that's one of the best. Oh, like You can say one of the best performances by a child, absolutely. But I just think that's one of the great performances of the last 20, 25 years. Here's the thing. I mean, some of the it's best perfect. child performances... One that I love a lot, Tatum O'Neill, Paper Moon, mm-hmm. obviously, Linda Blair and The Exorcists*. Actually, these are bad examples. What I'm trying to say is, is that for some child performances, they're easily written off as just, oh, they were directed into right. it. And I think the subtext of that is they are just, they are playing themselves in the movie and the director is able to push them in the ways they need to to get the performance. But in The Parent Trap, and I don't want to talk too much about this because another podcast just did a long episode about mm-hmm. this. Um but Lindsay Lohan created two distinct characters yeah. and is able to code switch so seamlessly between them and inhabit each of them yeah. that she really shows a skill for creating character right. not, as a child actor, not just infusing her own charisma into it. Mm-hmm. You're right. Thank you. Mm.
0: That's right. That mm. Widow's
1: good. got an 86 on Metacritic. Yeah. yeah. Wow.
2: People Good are, movie, I know. Fucking lit.
1: I mean, I think it's great. We're gonna talk. I think we're here to talk about it.
2: I wish. Am I, I the captain asked? now? You're the you captain are. now,
1: in a way you always were. Okay, I'll. Just... We don't have to jump into
2: it. So welcome. No, I'm not ready. Let's I just... wish okay. I had. I didn't even know we were recording. asked Bob Odenkirk uh-huh. what he thought. I wish I had asked Bob Odenkirk. Oh, he was in your theater. Mm-hmm. Wow. Where did you see it? The landmark. No, at the ArcLight. ArcLight? Bob Odenkirk should. Oh, it's not at the landmark. They should have Tilda
1: to Bob Odenkirk, and he should have played the Robert Duvall part. Oh, oh I'm God. just trying to think of the best way to get Bob into that ensemble mm-hmm. Ensemble, or Bob Odenkirk could be the campaign um, worker who catches Viola he's Davis. Like, what are you doing? Peeking here? behind the map. He's like, you... ma'am, ma'am, oh, That fucking ma'am. Hot ma'am. Yeah. He was hot. <laughs>
2: campaign worker. Mm-hmm. That my first thought was like, mm, the boys are going to think he's hot. Excuse
1: me,
0: ma'am. <laughs> well, he was clearly Excuse me, What are you doing? <laughs> Looking for her
2: bathroom. There's one downstairs. Please go down there.
0: <laughs> it is odd to me, just the geography of that house. That the campaign is above,
1: like where Robert Duval sleeps. Yes. <laughs> a well, little, it, it a actually it makes weird. It makes the moment even. <laughs> what are you here to steal my money? <laughs> it makes the moment even funnier. Not that it's funny in the first place, but when he is leaving the meeting with Colin Farrell, when mm-hmm, he and Viola. Mm-hmm meet in the hallway, and he's like, give her a meeting. She's with the union. Like, she's a teacher's union. Yeah. She's a teacher's union.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> Robert Duvall in this. Organized days.
1: labor. Uh, but just knowing that he wasn't leaving the house and getting in a fancy car and in a beautiful shot that encapsulates <laughs> the disparity in Chicago in one shot. He's just going down the <laughs> stairs, <laughs> putting on his slippies. Like, he was probably wearing his slippies in yeah. the scene, probably. <laughs> it's so... It's- So good. I think this movie is dark. I think it's complicated. I think it's interesting. It's rich.
2: It's rich. It's interesting. It's dark. It's complicated. Did
1: everyone have a good weekend?
2: I was telling Brandon, no, just because it's so. It went by too fast. Brief, and it was like it was
1: all like
0: make sure I get a car wash because my mother will yell at me if my car is not washed and getting a haircut and like all, it's of, all your Thanksgiving prep yes. all your to do's and I got it all done but as I was telling Brandon before you got here because you're always late I'm always late um well, I already forgot the quote
1: wait should we should we act out my tweet
0: there you go again. Wait, l- there l- l- you go
1: again why not can we well <laughs> we've already done it now yeah. but this is so. this is the group chat so I'm texting this is me hey, you guys, super sorry. I'm not going to make it to podcast recording on time tonight. There you go again. Why not? Oh, why not? Oh. And then I'm making excuses. I'm like, oh, people, um, whatever they say. The How, if you some were, of you. Some of you. You were coming from oh, I was coming Oaks? from Alt. No, I was coming from Altadena. Oh, oh if Sherman Oaks, I would have been fine. The 101 was insane traffic. You know, so I, yeah, I was house sitting in Sherman Oaks all weekend. I had incredible luck. I, I never had a, um, a highway problem. Because coming home from my meditation
0: check-in class in Las Feliz, it took me like a good twenty minutes to go like the half a mile over the freeway. Ew.
1: Not to get too regional, are you talking do you do your meditation at the place on Hillhurst? Yeah. I buy incense there.
0: Oh, that's the official east side tm place i buy my nog champa there they do apparently i want inside well i buy
1: my nog champa at the nearby liquor store but if i'm in los Feliz, i will i, will I say
0: apparently like i didn't know this for three months but i did and i just was reminded tonight they do a sunday 6 p.m uh guided meditation it's not guided because it's just the tm stuff but then they have pizza after every week oh yeah and it's free what? i can just go did you
1: have some well, no, my oh, it's, not, it's six. not six yet. It's it's, it's, fu- it's well, no, it's, it, it's Monday actually. So this was yesterday. Right? But yes. Right. right.
0: Correct. Time so travel. Maybe when it's like I'm done with my checking meeting requirements and I no longer actually have to go there regularly, then I'll like do a check Hop in it. that Stay way. Stay for some Yeah. Mm. And they'll watch mm. some videos of the Maharashi who invented the official technique.
1: What is the What is the vibe? Like, of, who, who, who is there?
0: Um, today, there were a lot of faggots there. Ooh. Um, it's a lot of... Mindful Moes. You get a lot of creative types, and there are a lot of Europeans today, and you get to see a lot of different people because all of the check-in, like, it's not with your original class. It's just, like, you sign up when you can go, and...
1: And your group was just full of, like, limp and there hard of ours.
0: I tweeted, there, were a lo- there was a lot of exposed ankle today. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, really was. The ankles are out at the TN mm-hmm. and Palace. And so you get a lot of, like, harried professionals and a lot of, like, hippie people. It's, like, the whole gamut of L.A. society. Yes. Togetherness.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Singularity. HBO's Common purpose, togetherness. Fucking it's really love. beautiful. togetherness. I'm gonna add that to my watch list I oh. just created. Have you not seen it before? I've never seen it. If that's a not episodes, a Brandon show, it, I, don't I know, know. I don't know, I know. what it is. Top of the list, it's I'll, Amanda Peet. That's gonna, right. I mean, I mean who
1: should have been Emmy nominated?
0: I'm gonna put it my above Clean Amanda Peet
1: and Melanie Linsky is just extraordinary. I mean, she's always amazing. Yeah, th- that I think is her best performance. Nice. Of course, I haven't seen some of, the, some of the some of the few episodes,
0: but it was just one of those where it was like. I can't keep up with this.
1: Our friend, uh, fellow film fact, Jeffrey McCrann... And I had a conversation with him a month or so ago when we were canvassing for Katie Hill about how there are certain shows that you probably could have watched before the election in 2016, but now seem so superfluous. You wonder why mm. they even exist. Uh-oh. So camping was an example of that. Oh, oh, sure. And I'm realizing now that I don't, I think togetherness is still watchable in a post-Trump or in a Trump world, oh. but I watched togetherness when Obama
2: was president and that's that, really interesting. Helps it, it it yeah it changes it that, was a, that's a camping is a camping is a really good example of that. white people in foliage yes exactly yeah. like I, that doesn't matter right now it seems frivolous and yeah. it
1: is and I also didn't really like camping I watched one episode I'm not even gonna try I watched yeah, one same. episode but then and then I decided I was not gonna keep watching it but I found myself over the next week having to defend Jennifer Garner to the death. To, to folks that I, like older folks that I was running into. I
0: did defend Jennifer Garner to a fellow homosexual recently and I was like, what are we doing? What? Why, do I,
2: <laughs> why, she, she, why, are, huh? Because well, every, she would have to be defended. Well, like, what
1: I was hearing from folks was just about how, like grading, Jennifer Garner is and what a bad actress she is. I'm like, what? no, no, no. Like, that's simply Wrong. not true. If you look at other f- stuff she's been in, if you look yeah. at Juno, for instance, like, she actually has sort of this weird alien depth to her. This, like, misunderstood sensitivity. Yeah. And clearly, the failure of the performance in camping is one of direction.
0: I'm sure that's right. There's... Yeah.
1: Did you see it, Ben? No. Oh, no one's seen it. Mm-hmm. Never mind. I
2: haven't seen it. <laughs> Sorry. I also
0: was just fully ignoring the program. Sorry. It's,
2: yeah, it's not even on my watch list, which includes attempt one episode of Haunting of Hill House before giving up.
1: <laughs> oh.
2: I'm my my brother gave me a pretty good I, I will attempt one and then give up. I know I won't watch it, but I would like to see my,
0: one. My minimum for a program is two. If I'm going to give it something, I'll give it two. And if I'm not there by the end. I mean, I'm, I'm watching, still watching yeah. Homecoming because of Sissy Spacek. Sissy want, shows up
2: every. I want 20 minutes. those
0: moments, that
2: thirty second sissy moment. It feeds me. The one thirty second sissy in the in the first episode, yeah. I enjoyed quite a bit.
0: Yeah, she's amazing in it. Yeah. And I don't know that Julia Roberts is, is giving a bad performance, but I can't get past the wig. I truly cannot get past the wig. It's heinous. It's just. I just. I.
1: I, can't. I have a real affinity for sort of. Uh I didn't wake up like this, but I'm styled in the sort of a mop top way that mm-hmm. is uh, slightly insidious and and, and sinister mm-hmm. but also does look like you just took a three hour nap in the middle of the day. Yeah. Like I kind of love the destroyer wig. Mm-hmm. I love that wig. I'm into that. I'm into it. See, but I haven't it's watched like,
0: the program. I know that they're not on backwards because they have bangs, but I feel like they're on
2: backwards. Well, have you seen the new still <laughs> floating around? No. Um, I forget who first sent it out, but like, does her wig change? Because the still that's been circulating, her wig like looks like it's in like two parts. I mean,
3: there's
0: the, the
2: past and the future. Scenes. Uh, if I can, Each side
1: of the wig is meant to represent the past and the future. It's the almost other like a side of the wig. Julia Roberts' homecoming wig is almost like a Mick LaSalle review in that way, mm, and, and um, that it is straddling the um, divide between the past and the present. What did Rex Reed think of widows? <laughs> Let's Google it. A crackling popcorn picture with a little bit of sex to boot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <clears throat> if you're watching a picture where a group is getting together to plan to steal something, you might be watching what we call a heist film. <laughs> Widows. Okay, shut up. <laughs> Welcome to Movies IMO. Nice. Um, I'm Brandon Kirby. Look, the the,
0: the, <laughs> <laughs> what? the headline oh of boy. Rex Reed's review is, oh no. in Widows, <laughs> director Steve McQueen jackhammers an old-fashioned heist movie
2: to the death. <laughs> what? So that's a negative. Rex. Re- it's a Rex no Re- Re- from Re- Rex. Re- I wish I could have enjoyed Widows. Rex is the critics who are
1: Rex Reed is one of those. I'm salivating. Over I don't this. want to say old school because that implies that he's doing something in, in a way that is beautiful but lost. Like Rex Reed is one of those old timers critics who interprets deconstruction as destruction. Antiquated is as the destruction. Word. Oh yeah. Yeah, antiquated would be the word, but I. You know, I'm trying to, in classic me form, I'm trying to stretch out as many words as possible to just make sure we hit our hour and
2: a half. Just like make LaSalle. Just, oh, that's not nice. (laughs) He's trying to make that word count, baby. That's so not nice. (laughs) Okay, I'm Brandon Kirby. Hello. Whereas I'm Cynthia Revo. She's running. She's running. (laughs) I want, she's literally running. (laughs) Introduce yourself. Oh, did you say it's movies yes. IMO?
1: Hi, I'm Ben Empy. I'm Mick LaSalle. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm Rex Reed. <laughs> I'm You're Peter Travers. I'm always Peter Travers. <laughs>
2: yeah. Wow, we've he we liked now it. assigned. <laughs> we have <laughs> like all
1: the Mother Superiorums and the Mother <laughs> okay. Tenembraum.
2: Peter liked it. I'm Daniel Crook, Peter by the way. Travers? I do need to get Your my twin. No, not my twin. My, the movie. He liked it. Oh, Widows. Widows? Yeah, he's like, it's a crackling popcorn picture. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, he that's has a, Rex Reed. He has a is like, quote, like,
0: you'll, it's a thrilling ride. You'll lose your lunch. <laughs> <laughs> what? You'll
2: lose your lunch. <laughs> <laughs> that's not Is that for said. real?
0: No. <laughs> you'll lose your lunch. Knock, it'll knock you for a loop. I'm saying this like I don't still have Metacritic a Metacritic open, attack. which I do, so hold on. Peter, oh, oh, I got it. You're in
2: for a hell of a ride. <laughs> yeah, that <how>
0: was <is> it.
1: <laughs>
2: Strap in.
1: Strap Cynthia
2: in, I was going to... Ru- run with you, strapped on her back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Strap into the Widow's Tilt-A-Whirl at the Steve McQueen Fairgrounds. Okay, Peter, just say oh, it's God. fun. Okay, hello. We're
2: here to talk about, obviously, Widows. Um, widows. With two latest <laughs> both Widows.
1: Vi- vi- widows. <laughs> like <laughs> Verna. <laughs> widows.
2: Yes. Fans of the witch are, are saying, shaking. They're <laughs> shaking. <laughs> This is like two this is like the, the
1: the the great Capote wars of 2005. Oh, like yeah. Capote versus Infamous. We have mm-hmm. the witch in one corner and Vito's on V-dubs. the other.
2: Um, it's Steve McQueen's uh, latest picture. He's going full genre, baby.
1: Or is he? Or or is is he?
2: Or is he? Or is he taking
1: a jackhammer? He's taking <laughs> the a genre. jackhammer
2: to the genre. Um, like he's deconstructing the genre. What? Sorry, no, left. say it. It <laughs> sounds down. like my last sexual experience. Being jackhammered.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good, <laughs> thank you. Sorry. A real,
1: a real deconstruction. <laughs> yeah. Of the <this> soul. <laughs>
2: You were jackhammered so hard. Your soul was deconstructed. <laughs> Ooh, that
1: reminds me, before I leave, there is... a this is the, among the remains of the dead. <laughs> there is an important moment in our last episode, which butt. hasn't come out yet. Mm. So I still mm. have the raw. Mm-hmm. I do have a cut. Mm. And it involves something similar to saying my last sexual experience was close <laughs> was to being jackhammered, jackhammered. So I will... Give, remind me to give that to you after Great. this, because I don't want to forget, because I'll be humiliated if it ends up okay. in, the, in the cut. Great. Mm. Great. Behind the scenes, behind the bit.
2: Hello. Um, what's the name of the program? I said it. Movies I'm all. Were your favorite film tags. Where are we going to start? Um, what's well, the movie about? Say, Wait. What's oh, our yeah, homework? we should give us synopsis, guys. We got
0: stop bossing me around. <laughs> Sorry, it's early in the day. <laughs> we've never we. <we've>, so <laughs> but
1: yeah, this is unprecedented. Done this in weeks. Yeah, months. So this is the most. We usually record. About three hours from now. I
2: actually have a light in my eyes And I just had a teacher-directed
0: TM sesh, so I feel like really energized. I'm the jackhammer now. I am the jackhammer now. (laughs) That's
2: the the thing about TM. Your body becomes the jackhammer. Wow. Just jackhammering your way through that concrete of life. (laughs) Just like Rafifi. Oh, my God. So we all all realize that this is...
1: This movie is such a huge influence on the Grand Budapest Hotel. Reefifi. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Visually, yeah. and a lot of the terminology, and yes. just the dudes being dudes. But anyway. Yeah.
2: Reefifi is the original heist movie. And it's also... Is it? I yes. wondered that. Okay, yeah. it is. Because, I mean, how long is that sequence? Like 30 minutes? And no it's one the best. Talks? The
1: wordless heist <sighs> sequence. It's so good. It's one of the most fun sequences yeah. I've ever watched it's in the movie. It's based on right? a book,
0: and the heist itself is like a paragraph. And Jules Dasson's entire pitch was... That's the whole movie, guys. <laughs> and
2: that's how he got the money. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah that l- sequence Did a little is... research. And then he. Like died, and he then pa- it's not
1: the whole movie. No, the, I love that it's, it's in the, middle it's of it's the, the movie. boom and bust uh-huh. like, of their ambitions.
2: Mm-hmm. Buster Scruggs. Oh, Bust. Uh, Busty. ass. Bust. I, yeah, that's great right. you trying to get just... Because you've got a great ass! Okay, so we're talking about Widows, the new Steve McQueen, and we're also talking about heist movies. Your nails are painted. Thank you, I know. Um,
1: nice robin egg blue.
2: Thank you. It's supposed to be white, but it comes out a little blue. Oh, well, we're in yellow lighting. You did it for
1: the heat episode. You painted your nails blue.
2: I did. I, I painted them corpse blue. So we're talking about Michael Mann's heat, baby and then we're talking about rafifi um what is rafifi rafifi does anyone know what well she says
1: it in the tune i know but
0: what does it mean? i interpret
1: it as and by the way this is most certainly not correct because my initial interpretations Re-fifi. are rarely correct i think it means like the 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 intoxicating spirit of criminality or just like being being mm. like a like a rogue I think Phone. that's
0: right. A rough translation would be of a rumble amongst men.
1: rifi I did. it! Riffifi is men. a slang word
0: deriving from reef, the French military term for combat zone.
1: So every week we're doing a little faggy fi at this yeah, table. Yeah,
2: fag-fifi. Yes, no. Reef, I mean a re A rififi fag. A rififi fag. That sounds like <laughs> that's like just a pejorative. Like bead, fag, reef, a gay fag. a gay stoner. Mm. Yes.
0: Um, They're called joints now. That's what the kids say. Oh, oh yeah. Billy! I know, sweet Billy. It's smoking the reefer. <laughs> Can
2: I summarize "Widows"? Let's see. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's pretty simple. Just say it's a heist move. <laughs> it's a heist well, but movie. is it? I mean, well, there's a lot. There is more. There's a heist meets the eye.
1: Brandon is doing <laughs> owl eyes with his hands.
2: Um, "Widows" oh. is <clears throat> stars Viola Davis, Elizabeth DuBecky. Debecky. Debecky. Debecky? Debecky. Debecky? Debecky. And, um... Big, have guys, have Debeck you, energy. Have you guys seen The Debeck Night Manager? Energy.
1: You guys seen The Night Manager?
2: <laughs> I didn't see Bad Times with El Royale, but now I must, because Cynthia Arrivo is a She's like, a star. she's a
0: breakout of El Royale, I understand. Yes.
1: Her part is so tiny in Widows, and she's so commanding.
0: hmm As I tweeted, she's she gonna EGOT... In probably within 5 years because they're doing the color she's purple right she's playing Harriet Tubman right oh. now i believe they're filming it and she's got i'm sure she's going to get the color purple movie yeah um and she's already got 3 of the 4 egots she's gonna yeah. get <laughs> from hard. if she wins best actress for the color purple it's all for she will it will all purple. be the
1: color purple i'm way into that wow. and egots that all in a for way is purple. more i mean it's it's not more or less impressive but in order to ca- like to capture all four awards for yeah. the same piece of work yeah. is so impressive to me.
0: It's kind of like Helen Mirren has almost done all it, for the Queen, but
1: it's like different properties. Uh, yes. where she's playing the Queen. Well, every and she time. plays a different Queen in her Emmy. She plays oh, Elizabeth she the First.
0: No, I thought she has an Emmy for playing a proper Queen Elizabeth.
1: She has the Tony. Maybe that's what I'm she thinking. has the, the Tony Audience.
0: She has yeah. a Tony for The Audience, which I saw. Her Emmy is and for, a, is, it's
1: not called Elizabeth, but it's the Elizabeth, the first one. Right, movie.
0: right, right, right. Tom Hooper.
1: Yikes. And she, she rides a
0: horse and says, I have the heart of a m- woman and the stomach of a man or whatever. I've seen that. In what? In Elizabeth, Queen of the Throne. <laughs> Queen something. of the Throne. Watch what? this throne. Elizabeth... Not the- Helen Mirren, HBO. Elizabeth. Oh, it's an HBO thing. It was a. It was a mini. It was like a two-part mini. mini. A mini, but a. Winnie. Oh, it was just called Elizabeth a the First. And oh, a there you go. It was not called Elizabeth, but Elizabeth I. Brandon,
1: what <laughs> is what is Vidos about?
2: Vidos is about a group. Oh, Michelle Rodriguez. I cannot leave out Michelle Rodriguez um, or Jackie Weaver. Ah, uh, Jackie. When she
0: slaps Dubicky,
2: there's like, is a oh, lot of Elizabeth Dubicky
0: slaps yeah. in that. There's a lot of fucking there's a slapping. Lot of slapping in this movie. A lot of slapping, and
1: Elizabeth Dubicki her performance,
2: it slaps, slaps
1: and it fucks.
2: You're right. Oh my god, it does all the above. Okay, so Widows is about a group of women whose husbands are thieves, and they're in like a group of thievery. They're den of thieves. They a are bridge of a spies. literal den of thieves. Bridge of spies. And they all die. And so they're all widows. They become the titular widows. And, um, oh, shit. From Atlanta. Someone give me his name. Brian Tyree Henry. Thank you. Brian Tyree Henry threatens (laughs) Viola. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I'm laughing. What's so funny? What did I say? Um, Threatens Viola with that dog from Game Night. Mm. Oh, that poor dog. Olivia is the dog, right? Olivia. Olivia. I love that Viola is whistling I... for Olivia. I could only think like when she says Olivia, my audience laughed because it's like you think you must think Olivia Pope. Like, of course, it's, yeah, that's where my head goes. Hysterical. Oh, I didn't um, think that. Shonda baby. Yeah. So, uh, sh- her husband, played by Liam Neeson, like owes. Um, what's the character name? Brian Tyree Henry. Brian <coughs> Tyree Henry. The Mannings. Jamal Manning. Jamal Manning, who's running for alderman alderman of the 18th alderman alderman
1: Alderman. is that a word (laughs) a-l-d-e-r sorry no let's
0: because i don't know this word i didn't know it i thought it was like a a city
1: council it is like city council but but it's alderman it's it's old school and especially in a town like chicago sure you know the old the old political machine right it's Um, evocative of that mm -hmm. so
2: brian tyree henry plays one candidate colin farrell plays the other candidate uh, Liam Neeson owes Brian Tyree Henry money, so he threatens uh, two Viola. Two
1: million dollars. It's a lot of money.
2: And so Viola, big ass amount of money. Uh, Viola brings <laughs> the widows together in a sauna to discuss a plan. And has the, and the funniest
1: moment of the year.
2: Oh my god! When this that movie w- is hilarious. Yeah, this movie is very funny. It's the very funniest
1: hard. moment of the year is when. And just an interloper, some nosy ass lady, walks into the sauna while Viola is giving the, the, the plot, the heist plot, the tower heist the plot, plans. to Elizabeth DeWicke Michelle Rodriguez. This woman walks in. Viola just gives her this withering stare to like get up and leave. And this woman is sitting right next to the hot coals in the sauna. And Viola just walks up and starts dumping like <laughs> ladles full of water onto the coals, which are <laughs> just steaming straight in this woman's face. <laughs> it's the
2: funniest scene of the year. So good. That's so good. So, they agree. Um, They're all, um, because she tells them, you know, he's going to come after you next. She actually threatens them. I will give, if you don't agree to do this, I will give him your names. And he will come after you. Um, So, they all agree to do this heist that's in a notebook because Liam Neeson was old school and he wrote everything down. Wrote it all down. He writes it all down. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So they plan you the heist. Like,
1: you sound like a cartoon frog who's like a chain smoker.
2: I really just want to be cast in Big Mouth season three. Good <laughs> luck. As a We're going to get you there. Do the
1: hormone monster voice. You do it really well. Oh, um,
2: it's a dick. I, I That's not bad. <laughs> I can't do My it. furry dicks. Uh, Come when, here, you dicks. When is dicks? I just want to see. dicks. When is
1: go scrambling out of his briefcase at the shame wizard's court? Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh my dicks. dicks. <laughs> oh,
2: they're escaping. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Um, <laughs> they plan the heist. Robert Duvall is doing high camp. <laughs> high camp of the highest form. Wallpaper. <laughs> that scene. What? I love that they scene. go back and forth like, wallpaper. No, it's art. It's it's the Rose Byrne, Kristen. Yes, yes. No, it's no, it's art. Yeah, I it's actually wallpaper. think that art is
1: changing all the time. No, wallpaper is pretty static.
2: <laughs> no, it's art. No, no, it's wallpaper. It's, wallpaper. Um, it's hilarious. Um, and then they do the heist. Cynthia Revo joins because they need a new driver. And uh, everybody
1: needs a driver in these
2: heists. I know. You always right. need a driver. Always the driver's driver. there. It's the plot. is the part you don't think about. It's the but it's the most pin. crucial.
1: It's those little details that make the heist genre so riveting.
2: Wow. Um, <laughs> you gotta and stop. I'm sorry. And there's wow. um, a lot of po- dark uh, political undercurrents. Nice.
1: That's the best description we've ever had <laughs> on this show. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, there's a lot going on in this heist movie. Steve McQueen is, you know, delivering a heist movie.
1: Steve McQueen (laughs)
2: loves
1: to study (laughs) the punishing ways in which trauma can be inflicted upon a human
2: body. Oh God! Spirit, spiritually, and
1: the body itself. What? Daniel Kaluuya. Oh yeah, Daniel Kaluuya is outstanding.
0: Terrifying. He does a murder. Well, it's not a murder, but he he does many murders. He does a he does a stabbing to Van
1: Morrison.
0: It made me it made me feel good in my heart. Gay <laughs> <laughs> I Van Morrison. As is soon very as I weird.
1: realized what the Kaluya part was gonna be, which is just like terrifying yeah. henchmen, yeah. I was like, God man, that kinda sucks. Like I it's a trope that I don't really want to deal with. Like there's so this movie's so rich, so complicated, so layered, so interesting. Like, must we? And then like he killed the that. first scene of intimidation he has I, it was it was bone chilling. Is that showing. the one where he's
2: like right up in that rapper's face? Yes, and, and then he shoots him right in the head so In the basketball. But his horrifying. once again Daniel
1: Kaluuya's eyes are just so transfixing mm-hmm. and he does, he does he does a lot of does a lot of good eye acting. Yeah. But I but I I, 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 I no longer gave a shit cuz he is so outstanding in the he film. He really is. Yeah. He's um
2: it's he's doing the complete like flip reverse of what he was doing in Get Out. Like now he's on the side of like being terrifying. No, I ab- think it's very, absolutely. I think it's very exciting, very interesting, very layered, very rich.
1: I think it's rich too. Speaking of rich, there's a lot of corruption in this movie. A lot wow. of corruption. A lot of corruption in this movie. A lot of rich in this a lot of, movie. A lot of rich. Okay.
2: You already brought up the car shot. I did. You, ev- you evoked it what did in I this say? episode? Yeah, didn't you it. say like I'd like to talk going about from it from one neighborhood to another in one long static Oh rock? yeah, I thought you oh. Of
1: course, that's what you mean. I thought that you meant the beginning when with the with the opening heist being shot from the back seat oh, of the well car. That that too. Which is absolutely thrilling. And I mean, what a way
2: to open it, yeah.
1: I was just like, "Steve, you maniac." <laughs> like out, out the back of the at the back of the car doors, just we see like cars running into each other, like flipping over, explosions. And, I mean, and the reason why I'm like, you're fucking crazy, man, to do it this way is that he opens the movie with Viola Davis and Liam Neeson, who are married, full-on making out. You can mm-hmm. see a lot of it's tongue. A lot of tongue. A lot of tongue. He is,
0: like, eating her lips. Yes. It's like- He literally goes, rawr, 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 and then we cut to, it's like a match cut on the it's sound. On the, yes. That's that's what yeah. I was going to say.
1: It's and this is why Stephen McQueen, you're fucking exciting. madman, <laughs> like, from the sound of, like, the Pierce Brosnan, like, jaw unhooking mm-hmm. as 007 when he kisses, like, the- <laughs> like it's too the fucking I've never
0: seen a Pierce Brosnan and James Bond movie Oh really? Really? Yeah. Well there's
1: this thing where anytime he's about to like make out with someone or have sex he makes this noise where he's like
0: The only Jan- the only Pierce Brosnan movies I think I've seen are Mrs. Doubtfire and the Mamma Mia movies I think that's it Gotta see a
1: Mrs. Doubtfire uh, Crown Affair
0: Oh yeah yeah. Uh, fuck yeah, oh yeah, fuck yeah!
1: But to, to to cut from the sound of just the smacking lips yeah. to the cars just like ramming into each other and just Great. metal cranking and it's so mm,
2: got me cranked.
1: I got cranked.
2: That that entire but I'm like pre credits. What the fuck?
1: That How that dare you?
2: Pre credits opening. I mean, he introduces so much. When they are not widows yet, Mm-mm. but they will be. Yeah, and then they become <laughs> widows, and then the title comes up. And then up. we see the title. And it's not then a wife. Dose. Can you
1: believe it? No, it's still a wife, not yet a widow.
2: Oh, fuck. Oh, then a widow. And, um, and then a widow. Then a widow, for the
1: remainder of the film. And then not a widow.
2: Oh. Mm? Oh. Mm? 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 Wow. Um. twist. What a twist. <laughs> what did you guys feel during that, the other car shot? The car shot I was... I mean that's the best shot of the movie. Yeah, it's
1: the shot of the movie, and it's that it's one of those things where at this point it's already been so discussed that you know we're not going to break any new ground here. But who gives a shit? Like, it oh, is, I, I actually
2: haven't seen it discussed. Has it been?
1: Yeah, it's been discussed. I, I haven't really
2: seen any of the discourse other than. Homer oh no, Harris I just mean podcast standing. Me too. <laughs> That's I haven't. The only I've, seen I've seen more Buster Scruggs discourse this mm. weekend than Widows. Discourse. I just. I mean,
1: I back when this premiered at Toronto, I th- must have been Film Comments or sure. one of the podcast, one of the movie podcasts mm-hmm. I listened to, but they were talking about this shot. Um, but it's it is not how I imagined it in my head, so I'm even more impressed by it. It's very impressive. So Ben, why don't you explain what the shot is? Please so we're do.
0: we're on the outside of a car, after. A little rally of Colin Farrell's. What's their name again? The, wh- M- the Whitmore's.
1: Oh, oh no! No, the, no, the family. The, the, mulligans. the Mulligans. The Mulligans. But Whitmore li- is a great guest. They're literally named the, the Mulligans. Beauregards.
3: The Beauregard's.
0: The Beauregard's. Uh, that's what I'm gonna call them for the rest of the episode. <laughs> the the Beauregards, Beauregards, Beauregard's are have just had the M. minority women owning wh- 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 businesses wh- wh- working. Yeah. What's the last W? I don't remember, but yes. But it, it's it's about minority um, women owning businesses. He's championing this program that his father, who is the current alderman. That's a word
1: I just learned and I used it. Alderman uh, Beauregard. Alderman
0: Beauregard. Oh. Quite
1: literally the third. Because yeah. I think that, I think is that the Colin yeah. is the fourth. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. One of them is the third. Okay.
1: Five. So they're leaving the campaign. Um, Wait, can we, can we just talk quickly about mm-hmm. the event itself? Sure. Because I think that it is a key insight into the type of political dynasty the Mm. Beauregard's are Mm -hmm. and just how conflicted I think Colin Farrell's character is about that corruption, but also how it's ultimately designed to profit him and his name rather than the women that it's trying to lift up. I mean, Mm. there's that great shot where, okay, so he's doing a press conference talking about how great this project is for the 18th. And then there's a reporter dogging him with questions about this expansion of, I think like the green line or, Mm. or some sort of light rail or Metro line. Um, and Colin Farrell's just talking right past him, like ignoring him. And then as he's talking, he has like six or seven of the women who, uh, have benefited from this program on stage from to take like a group picture. And it's just like that classic, like slimy, fake liberal using minorities and the ideas of social equity as Mm -hmm. props Mm -hmm. in order to, or, 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 as props to like, to prop up their own sanctimoniousness, which acts yeah. as a smokescreen against their own political corruption, right. mm-hmm. and then you find out later that this program is actually designed to make all these women become indebted. I mean, right. literally indebted to the Beauregard family, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that they have to give kickbacks. Yep. So it's just that classic, like, I mean, when you talk about like the dark side of democratic politics, right. it's this is not something that's nationwide. It's just like in in, in like these old school you know, city. I mean, not it's, only, no, it's Chicago. It's, it's Chicago. not only Chicago, yeah. but it is very specifically it, a Chicago Exactly. Exactly. Stereotype. Yes. basically. Yes. Um, it has nothing to do with democratic policy. It has to do with a type of politician and mm-hmm. a type of boys club, protected power mm-hmm. within a political machine. And anyway, so I just think that what the event is itself is really <clears throat> interesting, but and what does the reporter
0: yeah. accuse him of? I can't uh, remember already. Uh, of embezzlement? Or is it, yeah, is it f- the, the five million that he's missing? Yes. That, that, is, that,
1: that, that is the five million in
0: question. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then they get in the car. He's with his staffer. mm mm-hmm. um, And they're talking. He's just like bitching. But the shot is from outside yes, the, the car. Sp- We're n- we don't see them in the we car. We can't see them. It's
2: so like you're, a town it's car. It's expected that you cut into, into the, car. the car. But yeah. then when it doesn't happen, it's so... It tells a much For a half story. second.
0: Yeah. I will... For about a half second, my my hubris got the better of <laughs> Extreme me. Extreme Luke Skywalker, and I voice. was kind of just like, "This is just showy for showy's sake." And then it continues, it keeps going, and you are like, "Oh, you see what and the, like, he's well, showing." And the con- egg on my face, and <laughs> and it just it
1: it it, it, it it's getting to a, a number of things. It's not just the corruption, and it's not just gentrification, but it's also the ways in which people in power, like Colin Farrell's character. Um, have completely distanced themselves from the real issues in their communities, yeah, right. even though that distance itself is not that far and away. And the concept
0: of the work itself, and like yes, they are so removed physically. Like he is close to them, but his actual street is so much nicer. Mm-hmm. Yes, like and he, it's not that far away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The one. And the staffer makes that note. So to yeah, Viola. let's say that it's it is a one take. Yeah, let's say we go up. from. A dilapidated
1: neighborhood, tall grass, chain link fence, mm-hmm. vacant lots. Yeah, he he's at a vacant run, lot. Yeah, he's giving the stump speech at a vacant lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, run down apartment buildings, and they drive into. There's at least one street in this ward, in this ward that has mansions, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and old school, ends.
1: pre-World War II, yeah. and
0: it ends on their campaign office. It reminds me of Harlem, mm, that concept, because Harlem is very, mm-hmm. Harlem was very much a suburb built outside of New mm-hmm. York City 150 years ago that eventually just became part of the city as it grew. The city,
1: yeah, right. And, which I learned at the Museum of the City of New York.
0: Yeah, and the rich people abandoned it. Yeah. Um, and that's how Harlem became Harlem. But architecturally, it's stunning because it has all of these mansions that have mm. been converted into apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. And it, um, but here in this Chicago ward, we at least have Colin Farrell and his family are still living in their mansion. It right? makes me
1: actually I, I'm not accusing Joe Crowley of anything even remotely connected to what the Beauregard family mm-hmm. is doing in this movie. I just want to make that clear. Joe Crowley, you know, so I'm talking about, of course, the longtime Democratic incumbent who was poised to be the next Speaker of the House, who Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez defeated in the mm-hmm. primary earlier this year, made me think a lot about that. Just in that, a. to what
0: him? Oh career. yeah,
1: right. No, of course. Oh. But but I think about I think about people like Joe Crowley who represent districts that do not look like them, yeah. do not spend like them, do, do not live like them. Um, and that's what I find so admirable about the Jamal Manning campaign, even though, of course, he's not a great guy either. Right. Mm-hmm. But just the idea of taking back a community from these lily white, white, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, just like folks who are grabbing onto power and not letting it go.
0: Yeah, like Colin Farrell and says, and, in this shot, it's a business. Yes. Like any yeah. other.
1: Yeah. And it's it's what Ocasio-Cortez was saying. Uh, she was basically... The reason why she won is because when she was the one who actually was talking to her constituents and she shared backgrounds, similar values, a similar pay grade and was able to actually talk to them as a peer as as an equal rather than like this, you know, appointed uh, representative who runs unopposed every year and uh, has no incentive apart from actually representing a district to do any legwork. Right in the district, right. to have any sort of personal connection or yeah. conversation. Um, and I think that's such a fascinating dynamic to explore in this movie. And we haven't even really talked about the Widows at all yet, so we should probably yeah. pivot yeah. to Widows. But, but I just want to say, yeah, the, what is oh, yeah.
0: so yeah. remarkable about this shot uh-huh. is that there he is actively disparaging his predominantly African-American voter base and constituency, and then we pan, and his driver is black. Yep. And it's in the in the first half of the shot we don't see any human being at all right because the the the, the barricade reflection. is up or yeah. whatever it's a weird
1: fucking shot when
0: yeah. it starts and yeah. then when we pan it's this juxtaposition of they're talking shit very openly about people that are like this person against the backdrop of these mansions it's it's very jarring
1: and that pan of the camera and I mean I, I'm I don't mean to and I am not taking away from anything you just said but I think you summed it up I don't have anything to add to that but I the 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 shot the shot becomes remarkable because of that pan mm-hmm. it would be one thing just to, for it to be completely static and then to see the neighborhood change but yeah. that moving from the left side of the car to the right side of the car yeah. in terms of what we're seeing um what we're seeing in the neighborhood as it changes, it it is so much a dichotomy struck between the haves and have-nots. Yeah, yeah. And it's a great. It's, it's one of the best shots of the year.
0: Yeah, it's very good. Very. A lot of good. people have been like Elizabeth Debicki is like the
2: star Viola of Viola Davis, movie, but
0: <laughs> Steve McQueen is the star of this movie to me.
2: Oh, that's
1: interesting. I mean,
2: yeah, his shots in this and like his. His direction is very apparent the I whole think, the whole time. I think the direction is just It's flawless. I would Italian I would, chef kiss. I would love for him to get a best director nomination. It will never happen. Not gonna happen. But he deserves it. My friend,
1: um my friend Mikey, whose Jallo podcast I was on, Me mm. Jallo, check it out, it's good. Um was talking with me about this film and and sharing that concern that Widows was not gonna do well come Oscar time. Yeah. But Which he was a sa- But he was saying like but Kaluuya is guaranteed the Renner nomination, if you want to compare it to The Town, which was another crime movie oh, that was being talked about. I think about. that's probably right. Because Best Supporting right. Actor is
2: pretty weak, yeah. or it's pretty a, light. It's weird not this weak, year. weak, but light. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think Kaluuya is getting in.
0: I think Viola could get in, too. I do, too, but I think she it's between her and that. Yalitza Aparizio, Yeah, It's, it's like and, they're battling for the fifth stage. I
1: don't think that you can watch Roma and not vote for Aparizzo. I agree.
0: But I just think Viola could happen. Like, it's crazy. Crit- they, they do love mm-hmm. Viola a lot, so she could take that fifth slot.
1: Yeah. Right. I, what if someone? It's else, a real I mean, It's
0: possible someone else is weaker than we think, and Viola could. Slip mm-hmm. in. I really do think that know.
1: Melissa is going to. We've talked about this. I, yeah. do you Melissa, think Melissa is going to falls off. No, I think Melissa bounces back as soon as we get to more mainstream yeah. voting. But I, just, I think she's going to win the Globe uh, if right. they run it in yeah. comedy and musical. Which they. Right. I, someone they can probably not. tell they'll, us they'll
2: run it in comedy or musical. They should because they won't they can
1: win. Yeah, they should.
2: Um, even it though, is a comedy. Well, yeah,
1: well, no, it's sort of. It's like Jim Carrey uh, wins. Um, Jim Carrey like won the Golden the Globe for Man on the Moon, which is a dramatic film. It's just about a comic, and and it's about caustic wit. It's about caustic wit. Uh, caustic. But wit. I, 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 just yesterday or two days ago, I guess, when the Independent Spirit Award nominations <coughs> were announced. And I was, you mean a week ago? I mean a week ago, absolutely. Time travel's hard. And I was pretty thrilled across the board with those nominations. And because she got the nomination, I decided that I was going to go ahead and go on the record that Regina Hall is my favorite lead actress performance of the year, which has been true until fucking yesterday. And Viola Davis gives what I think is her most <clears throat> layered and interesting big screen performance that I've seen.
2: Is it your favorite Viola performance? I think...
1: And i And I'd like to talk about the performance, too. I, I think
0: she's better than she's in fences. I do too.: Yeah, I agree. I have a lot of qualms with fences that I think. But she ain't one of them. What, ben, I she, just think ben, that Denzel ben, should not have directed it we'll, himself.
1: We'll get to Fences when we talk about Reefy Fee. I think an
0: actual director should have directed Fences.
1: I don't want to talk about Fences because I think Denzel Look, did I have a, a lot, great job. I have a lot to say about Fences because it's one of my favorite plays. And it's
0: Denzel, one of my favorite plays, and too. I think Denzel and Viola are two of the best actors ever,
1: and they fucked it up. It reminds fucked me. it up. I don't agree. <laughs> I don't remember why I don't agree. <laughs> Actually, I know that I have a letterbox log where I'm like, Ahem, the difference between film and theater. Like I know <laughs> I that. Remember
2: that log? Oh yeah, no,
1: it's it's a uh, yeah, and I'm and I'm putting it on the record because I want to make sure that I don't know who would have directed
2: it, but <sighs> I think Denzel did a fine like, job. Can I just say what I like about Viola in this performance? Sure, is the humor she brings. It's very funny. When which, she, when which she just pops out, out of the
1: shadows with the dog, and she's like, "Wait, this is Ben's joke, actually." When when they all you t- you have, maybe if you had a fucking when they're all talking, you were sh- passionate about. It, well, it's 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 it's, it's, it's when it's dirt when dirt Cynthia, dirt. Lizzie, <laughs> and Michelle are all talking shit about her feeling tupperware with dirt, and it is totally one of those she's right behind me, isn't she? Moments,
0: <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> "Remember when she said this?" I don't remember what the lines were exactly. What can does Viola drive? say when she
2: shows up? She's just like.
0: Maybe <laughs> if you had. <laughs> she says something if like, you if you're not going to take good. this seriously. Yeah, or something. yeah. it is. It's, the word seriously comes up a lot.
1: It's like classic <laughs> professor yes. saying, if y'all are not going to take this seriously, you can leave. It's like, <laughs> if you're going to show up late to class, just mm-hmm. don't come at all. Yeah you guys could stand to learn a thing or two about that when it comes to me showing up late it's every week. It's just like
0: stand and deliver.
1: I The reason why I find this performance to be so riveting and also so distinct from much of Viola's big screen work uh-huh. is not just the vulnerability, um, but the discovery of authority in the character. So we all sure. have come to see Viola Davis as a superhero, as superhuman, as just this commanding, powerful uh, force of not just deep emotional wells, but you know uh righteous fury yeah what i love about this performance is that you can track it through the physicality and the performance she is pretending to be powerful before right. she learns that she does possess it herself right. so i'm i'm just not used to seeing viola davis play a quote-unquote weak character yeah. i don't
0: but, want to take away from that but she does that in the help i
1: think correct but yeah but here's the thing about the help it's like um it's with Nothing I love about Widows is that it is a film that is led by a mostly black cast. Right. Um, and it is not a story about <laughs> slaves or servants. Right. And the help no, is... No, no, the help has a lot of what its I'm, own problematic what I, elements. I, I, all I'm saying is, is like the, the the difference between... And, and that's a fine point, I, I take it, but the difference between their journeys towards authority and towards discovering the power within them and and, and just self-realization it it, it, it it is that Viola's character obviously has more privilege and yeah. she has every reason to think that she's immortal and invincible. I mean, her husband was, you know, With a bang, bang up jewel thief or whatever. She's got all the money. Nice apartment. She's in her nice penthouse, ivory tower. Like this is a woman who probably hasn't considered until her son died, which we can talk about too. That, That she wasn't safe uh, once she had attained this level of security. Yeah. Yeah, Whereas in the help, obviously, this is a woman who has been beat down and been told she's nothing.
2: And that, yeah, that, and that comes from that Brian Tyree Henry scene when when he first, yeah, infiltrates that safe space she thinks she has. Mm -hmm. Like,
1: whoa. Brian Tyree Henry. It is. would be it would be way too hyperbolic to be like secretly the best performance in the movie because obviously it's not but just so fucking solid. Where you're going to be so able to give good. that line in in Beale the Street. Street episode, yeah. so save it. Yeah, I'm saving. Just it. save that. I'm Wait, fine. I had to stop is he in. Oh
2: yeah, he's. I had to I
1: had to stop episode. watching Atlanta. Um, he's in Beale Street. I had to stop watching <laughs> Atlanta after the the B A N episode because I. It's like, "Oh, you you actually are not commenting on right. on transphobia and transracial issues. Like, y- y- you are not doing like this wonderful intellectual fuck you to people who want to take statements out of context in order to point a finger and say you're canceled, you're problematic. It's an episode that equates being transgender with being transracial, the latter of which we don't even need to get into it but i found it so offensive but so brazenly stated yeah. with so much confidence that i just could not watch any more of the show and Wait. i hope to get back on it which episode oh the, the, the season 1 the the, the yeah, f- yeah the, the the fake talk show or whatever but, but i don't remember what it doesn't happened. we don't have to get that into it that was the
0: episode where i was like i'm done with this
1: show yeah and, like, and, and and i intend to get back back into it because i really want to see season 2 and all i'm trying to get at is Brian Tyree Henry is the best thing about that show. Uh, I think even better than LaKeith
2: Stanfield. Um, just watch season two.
1: I mean, I won't. I think, I'm, I'm just
2: going to, I will never. All right.
1: Brian Tyree Henry's got a lot of depth. He's a great actor.
2: Mm-hmm. There's an episode, I'm just going to keep talking about Atlanta. There's an episode <laughs> in season two called like Barbershop or something and it's mm-hmm. completely Brian Tyree Henry character focused and it's among the best of season the two. The first
0: moment. He's th- so good. Brian Tyree Henry shows up in Beale Street before, which is before the big scene that everyone is excited about. Mm, I don't know what it is. I I won't say. And I won't say what the first moment is either, but that was when I was like, this is the best movie of the year. Like, I will never see until you saw, until you saw until the, I saw Buster Scrubs but I was like I will never feel this feeling in a movie ever again and I'd never have before
1: I'm so spoiler we're gonna watch Happy Together for that one uh for homework I think we
0: should actually watch In the Mood for Love I saw
1: that you changed that on the Google Doc and I'm fine with that both the, the reason I was excited about Happy Together because I've only seen that once mm-hmm. In the Mood for Love I've seen several times but I haven't checked in with Wong Kar I watched oh I know I've talked about this but I did an amazing double feature over the summer the name of the double feature was in the mood for hot summer nights oh. and it was a chunking express call me by your name double feature so oh. it hasn't been that long since i did Wife. Well, but um, i only changed
0: it because feels like a i felt i was listening to the best picture show and i felt inspired to just pick the obvious choice yeah they do the exterminating angel i love
1: to revisit let's in the for love just do it i did Oh fuck! I, I, it's so funny. I saw uh, a meme online, or not a meme, but just like an image on Twitter a few weeks ago. I'm sure we all saw it, but it was like podcast bingo. And I think I think the oh, sinner, I think yeah, the sinner, uh, like the free space, because it's uh, you know a given that someone's going to say it. Is the I think I've said this on the mic before, <laughs> but I think I've said this on the mic before. Did I tell the story about? Did I tell the story about uh, going to see my grandparents earlier this summer in Georgia and my sister who works in PR in London? She and I were just gushing about in the mood for love in the back seat and about how much we love the score. I don't know if you have, so my grandmother, not on the mic. My grandmother is like, "What do y'all spill?" I, no, it's just the shadow. Oh, <laughs> it's just I the thought sh- I did too. No, it's just the shadow of the microphone on Brandon's purple shirt. But I thought it was a spill too. <laughs> it's like that's funny. Am I
2: wasted over here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, let me quickly just get this out of the way. Um, my grandmother was like, what is this movie? What is In the Mood for Love? And we explained it, and we were like, oh, and you would love the score for this. You really should look mm. it up sometime. It is just absolutely heart-stirring and just evokes longing and, and, and uses sort of a uh, just a beautiful string accompaniment. And my grandma was like, well, let's listen to it right now. So just we, we listened to the In the Mood for Love score with love my that. grandma and my grandpa r- driving mm. through Georgia. That's sweet. And her reaction... I think it was positive. It was. It's probably akin to like me texting my dad the other day, being like, "Hey, you should really check out the new Coen Brothers movie. I watched it last night on Netflix. It's really great." And he's like, "Oh yeah, what's it called again?" I'm like, Ballad of Buster Scruggs." I'm like, "It's really dark. It's really layered. It's really complicated." And I gave like my pitch, and then the response was, "Okay." <laughs> it wasn't quite Thank as you, bad ben. as that, but
0: I can't wait to try to get my grandpa to watch it because he is the world's biggest western fan. Oh. So this Thanksgiving I plan to be like grandpa this Thanksgiving. This Thanksgiving. Ben, ben attempts. I've tweeted about this before. To convince his grandfather. revisionist western. My grandpa said when I asked him if I I was like I love the searchers his response was oh yeah. I don't like the newer ones. <laughs> of a, an 80-year-old movie. Thank you grandpa. <laughs> He doesn't like it. He doesn't like the newer ones. I think that's a lie because he for sure has a Rio Bravo DVD and that's later than
1: the Searchers. So you're full of shit, Buster Grandpa. Scruggs <laughs> and Buster. You're bus- <laughs> full of shit. Shut your mouth, Grandpa. Grandpa. B- Buster Scruggs reminded me a lot of the Searchers in places.
2: Mm.
0: It reminded me of a Looney Tunes.
2: Caden uh, yeah, Kaden yeah, Gartner that. said that. Yeah, reminded me of. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it.
1: Say it. Big ass.
2: <laughs> it reminded me of a big ass. <laughs>
1: Okay, so what is... I'm the
2: only person on the planet who gr- agrees with that Polygon review. I mean, that Polygon article. Thank you so much. What was it? Oh,
1: the Red Dead Redemption 2 <laughs> side quest.
2: Everyone was... Clo- I mean, I just don't play the game.
0: Yeah, or you, and neither, yeah, and neither, and neither do the, the Coen brothers.
2: No, it's just like, it's, it's, it's a lazy... It's a lazy article. Comparison. It's really lazy. Um, but... I actually did have that thought watching Buster Scruggs. So, like, once I saw that headline, I was like,
0: oh. I mean, you can write an article that says these things are similar and they're coming out at the same time. You're just not, not allowed relating. to get paid
1: for it. Yeah, I agree.
2: <laughs> yeah, and that person probably got, like, $200 for that piece. Nice.
1: Good for them. In, honestly, in, 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 honestly, great In for $25 them. monthly installments. Oh. Yes. Because it's all they could afford. Exactly. It's probably gone. Who knows?
2: Um, yeah, Widows. Man, widows.
1: I... Um, can we talk about the quality of this? Let's just talk about the widows. I, I do want to okay. circle back around to a, a, a term that I am coining, but and if I worked Friendy Wire, I would be coining it in print. But yeah, just let's talk about the widows.
3: <gasps>
1: I, I'm I'm saying a lot because this way I know that I have to go back. To I say
0: wish. It. Okay, this is a criticism. Get ready, because you gave it five. So you I gave ready. it four and a half. I know.
2: But that's, five is perfect, is all I'm saying. But I just, I was very lit. Okay? I, I wish... I rate, my my stars are based on how lit I am. Yeah.
0: I wish it didn't give burn them, hot, burn them burn give
2: <laughs> Jabicki
0: and Rodriguez such specific reasons to need the money. I wish, because okay. it feels too convenient for them to also need money desperately. Uh... Sure. Sure.
2: It's a little, it's a little... Like,
0: to quote, so I I said I think Steve McQueen is the star of this movie. I would like to quote fellow film fag, Baltimore Andrew, Gillian Flynn is not a talent.
1: (laughs) That's wrong. I
2: co-writer of. I really feel that in this movie.
1: Yeah, I think that is wrong, and I I, I think think, think that's painting with a broad brush. I also thought it was based on a Gillian Flynn book. I, no, it is it's not. not it's based on a like a
0: british tv show from the 80s i no it is based on can some, I,
1: something can i let me just say this so it doesn't sound like i'm just shitting on our uh baltimore andrew um i do think that the problems with the movie are in the script. Yes. I think there are script-based
0: issues in this film.
2: I mean, that's very fair. And there it's are not, some but I. But spe-
1: speaking of broad brushes, yeah. I love the, the holistic overview of the city of Chicago when it yeah. comes to crime and city politics colliding and how intertwined they are. It's kind of hacked to me that Cynthia's um, friend who owns the salon mm-hmm. is... Obviously, it's all set up in the script. Once you get to the point, but basically, she is paying kickbacks to Mr. Colin Farrell Beauregard. It's a little convenient to me that that's how they find out. Isn't that how they find out that that's where the money is, or or something? There there is some plot hinge. On, oh no! She's seen my, the driver my, there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. My and my my issue yes. my issue is is that plot hinge, and then also just the sheer coincidence of Cynthia Arrivo getting looped into this because she's babysitting for Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. There are just there are but, script contrivances but that bother me. Here's the thing: in a movie like Heat, the Dennis Haysbert character has a very similar trajectory, down to the fact that they both Cynthia Arivo and uh, Cynthia Arrevo and Dennis Hayspert are the drivers in their heists. Right. The Haysbert story is is a Red Dead Redemption 2 side quest for most of the movie. Oh. And then he only gets Thank looped you. in because of a chance meeting between De Niro and himself right. at the restaurant where he is a line, right. uh, he's like a griddle cook. I, and that's a total coincidence and a yeah. bit contrived, but I don't really give a shit yeah. <laughs> because that's, it fucking works. That's, that's and that's how ultimately I how, I, how I feel that's, too about that's Widows. That's how
2: I feel with Widows because I acknowledged all script conveniences yeah. that I... I clocked them all, but I also didn't care. I also Again, Brandon was I also, pretty lit. I, I was lit enough to not care. Um, I told someone else to Lit enough to quit.
0: I think I have the most or I, I griping. Don't, I think I have the most criticisms in this group. Sure. But I don't want to yuck anyone's yum on this movie. This is not one where I feel like- You're not like, ready to yuck. I don't want to mash anyone's yams yeah. on this movie. This is not a movie where I feel like it's reprehensible and I need to speak my personal truth on it because <laughs> the character work in this movie is really good.
2: It's just like mm-hmm. there are like heist machinations that I have issues with. And uh, I mean, he's he's following the genre. I mean, when, when the gun goes off- Yeah. Oh, and you don't know who pulled the trigger. But who, of it's course, such, it's, it's. But how such can you? A... How can
1: it's a contrivance? I mean, it's, yeah. it's hack. But how could you possibly care when you get the reverse shot of Viola Davis on splayed the on the ground like fucking Neo in the Matrix, that's yeah. or when you somebody? Get the and that's, that is that's yeah. when you yeah. get the big But just applause. like the stone cold cool across her face, and like the, the smoke is coming from the nose of the pistol, but it basically is coming from her face. Right. And that is... It's not like one of the shots of the year, but putting Viola Davis in that hero she had to shot...
0: to go through the movie to, to, do, to well, get there.
1: So here's the thing. So now I'm going to talk about what I wanted to talk about, which is that I'm coining a term, which is sad-ass movies. So movies that are deeply sad and deeply badass is, is the oh, term. Nice. And this has been a great year for sad-ass movies. The, the narrative or the emotional thrust of widows is about grief, but then also about a woman realizing that she didn't know the person that she was sleeping next to every day and is also the man that she is currently mourning. Mm -hmm. And what is the cognitive dissonance? How how do you, how do you unscramble your brain when your identity for the past month in, in grief and in mourning is about someone who doesn't, actually deserve it and the way that you're giving it and that they're actually taking advantage of that and working on or you know giving you the you know pulling a fast one on you Mm -hmm. Um, and for me so earlier in the show when I'm saying like maybe it's not a heist movie it sure it's a heist movie it's a movie about political corruption all these things and it, it you know just feels so cheap to say because we're saying this more and more now and I wonder if that's we should have a side conversation about this. But the movie is a meditation on grief more than almost anything else mm-hmm. and about finding community through grief but also just the intensely personal journey that you go on. And that's what I love so much about this movie. It's similar to my experience watching Suspiria. Like, I just enjoyed soaking in the weight of her grief for this entire movie and, and watching Viola try and figure her way out of the fog. Mm-hmm. And the heist elements are there, but the the main journey is not about figuring out spraying the alarm with right. the fire extinguisher foam. It is about clearing that foam out of your head in order to find your way through it. Yeah.
2: I like that the heist is I mean the plot, but it's basically supplementary. Like you don't see them like usually a heist movie's like okay, Rolling out the plans and like next thing you know, they're loading Tupperware with soil and you're like, oh okay, I guess it's happening. It wasn't until
1: after Colin Farrell goes to meet Brian Tyree Henry and say like, so it's a night of the debate. I'm willing to, you know, I'm not going to concede, but I'm willing mm -hmm. to, you know, be your second in command or whatever. It wasn't until after that scene I'm like, oh yeah, it's the night of the debate. That's they're doing a heist now. Like yeah, it, it was the almost heist is here. It was almost secondary to the Everything power else, the power struggles yeah. between the between the women um, and again their own intensely personal journeys through grief.
2: We haven't brought up Carrie Coon. No. I was
1: gonna say Michael Swan tweeted uh, something about like on my way to see the new Carrie Coon movie and I was just like oh
2: sweetie, <laughs> like well she has a scene opposite Viola which is I was just I just I just I just there want been I just wanted to
1: warn there. him I just wanted to warn him <laughs> like she's
2: not in it that much but that scene where Viola walks in on Carrie Coon and then the dog okay let's goes talk about this the scene door. love that
1: scene because something
0: Do you really not a- love the scene? no something really annoys me about
2: it mm-hmm. which
0: is I. Fucking love everything until we see Liam Neeson's face. I don't want to. I think it is it's a little it we don't need to yes, see it. But because is, we it, get it
2: without it. It
0: cheapens what I think is a brilliant moment of the dog is barking and
2: she sees the flask and, and, I, and, feel that. and I, I feel that I wonder that. I you know who, I think who, it's a studio note I was just about to say I bet it was a studio note I'm sure I it cuz I, I don't think Steve McQueen wants to like I hit you so. over the head? No, with Ben's it. exactly right.
1: With the flask and with the dog barking, it is clear, it's clear. Yes,
2: clear. Liam's behind that door. I don't
1: think they went back and shot it later, though. No, but I'm sure it was a script note. I, I also think that if you look at the marriage of Gillian Flynn and Steve, it's funny. I've been talking about this for weeks, having not seen the movie until now. But the marriage of McQueen and Flynn's sensibilities, you get that shot and sort of the twisty turny. Uh, like, screwball noir, you could say. I mean, I, I would say, because I think Gone Girl is a screwball comedy. Um, oh, yeah. Of Gillian Flynn's style as a storyteller with these, you know, flourishes of McQueen. Like, I think about the uh, the burning letter in, in 12 Years a Slave and how that tells a complete emotional story in a single shot and how, within the framework of this twisty, turny detective, or not detective, but heist movie, just the the image of the dog jumping up and down the flask, Viola's face, we're telling a story through images rather than spelling it out. Right. Um But I think it I think the scene still works in that the scene effectively ends for me when Viola leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Um I And I th- wish we stayed with her. That's what yeah. it is. I, I and I think that's fine. I think that's a more interesting movie. But I ultimately I'm not too bothered by the reveal because it's almost a way of saying don't spend any more time like, like like it's almost, it's almost like don't waste your time wondering if he's alive or not. Like I just gave you all right. of these hints, but because I think McQueen knows the type of movie that he's making and similar to how the Coen's are deconstructing, you know, the classical Western here, he is, he's deconstructing like the action thriller. Um, and I think that by showing Liam, perhaps it's a little more information than we need, but it's sort of a way of saying, don't get distracted by this. Just know that this is right on. Maybe. Because then the, the, the then the scene next right scene, after the next is scene. him
2: with Colin. You're right.
1: But actually, we, no, like, no, no. But actually, I, I disagree with myself. because We yeah. get this
0: Gone Girl moment of here's
2: what we've missed. Yeah. This whole half of the movie. Right. We see from his perspective he wasn't in the truck when it exploded. But now I'm
1: thinking it would be more interesting, rich, dark, complicated. If we just go from Viola leaving, Carrie Coon walking out seeing she's not there, and then just like walking towards the door to you know the scene of Liam Neeson on Colin Farrell's pose. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because that's the, it, it accomplishes the exact same thing right. and trims a little bit of fat. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it doesn't totally bother me, but now that we're working this out, I do think that would have been a smarter way to do it. Just so. yeah. And I
0: and it. I was, I mean, for like. For, like, 20 minutes, I was like, oh, this is a movie where he's actually alive. But, like, it totally pays off in the end, so it, like, didn't bother me. And, yeah. like, the the racial political story he's trying to tell, it totally pays off in that respect. Sure. But, like, I was like, oh, God, this is a it, twist movie. Yeah, it's, it's- Of course it's,
2: I mean, It's it's, a it's Gillian, Gillian, Flynn. It's a Gillian Flynn. It's a Gillian Flynn. It's a Gillian Go- It's a- You know, it's it's very comparable to Gone Girl. mm mm-hmm. There was a twist in the middle. There's, there's a twist, and someone is alive who mm-hmm. is supposed to be dead, and- yeah, it's from a auteur a filmmaker mm-hmm. working with Gillian. <laughs>
1: we Ben say auteur filmmaker. Auteur filmmaker.
2: <laughs> um. Riffy fi. Riffy fi. Riffy. Riffy We're going
1: um, long, huh?
2: Yeah, do we we could move. We, we could move. I mean, I'm not ready to move on, but we shouldn't either. To ben,
1: we're we're at a solid hour ten. Wow. Uh, so let let, let let's, let's wrap. No, no, no let's 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 Button up widows. Okay. I think We should at least so talk to Oh, I was going to say
0: the, the the gun show, the racial implications. Oh yeah, for sure. But we yeah, can yeah. also talk about debate. Well, no, I th-
1: I think that they're looped in together. It's that it's a classic example of non-American filmmaker preaching what America is at its current moment better right. than an American possibly Ooh. could.
2: Oh, just quick interjection when Viola says. When DuBecky's like, "Where am I gonna get get a gun?" and Viola says, "This is America." Yes, or it's America. What does she say? She says she basically says, says this, like, is "This is America." America. And like that that line. L- that line is like everything. Like good laugh me- line. It's of a, course, a, it's a but it's also good it's also deeply like, "This is America." I mean, and and it's, it's that childish Gambino, like, "This is America." Because
0: yeah. she's not only asking, "Where do I get a gun?" It's, "Where do I get a gun for only two thousand dollars?" Which you've told me is my limit. It's, where do I get a gun on the cheap? This is America. This is America. Anyway. Anyone
1: can, in, in the subtext being, anyone can get a gun. Yeah. And I gotta so I be honest with you. was leading into your point. No, absolutely. And, and I think it's gonna loop back into Ben's just in terms of Widow. I, I uh, saw April. Though. April Wolf had an outstanding tweet that I saw earlier today. And it was basically like, if I was gonna show someone three movies that sum up the state of America in 2018, I would show you Leave No Trace, mm. First Reformed, and Widows. Ooh. And I Yikes, that's, good. And I think those are Yikes, I think that's, that's right good. I think that's right on. But I was yeah. really struck by both the banality of the gun show mm-hmm. and the identity of the gun show with all the folks who were there. I saw
2: a red baseball cap and I was very triggered. Then I realized it was 2008 and it could be true. No, no,
1: it's not 2008. The movie, the movie uh, that's the, when the sun dies. Yeah, that's when the sun dies.
2: But it's a present. day Yeah, it's a present day film. Oh right. so, no, it, so it
1: yeah, been. it could be MAGA. I mean Elizabeth mm-hmm. Debicki who. Here's the thing. Like this is her. I don't know if you guys have seen The Night Manager, but really love this actress. This scene that she has at the gun show, where she puts on this Russian, Russian mail order bride yeah. act in order to get this woman to help her find these cheap guns. What the daughter says. The daughter says, "Like, but mom, you always say a gun is a girl's best friend." That got a good guffaw. So. And I always say,
2: "Your heart is
1: God's little gun." Oh. But it reminds me of a scene in Ash's Purest White where, this is not a spoiler. Um, yeah, don't fucking spoil it. I'll just say that there's a moment where Zhao Tao is impersonating in order to get what mm-hmm. she wants mm-hmm. in a similar way. I'm done. Um, it reminded me a lot of that, but it also shows how effortlessly deceptive Debicki can be within a performance. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen The Night Manager. <laughs> Debicki's performance in The Night Manager is built on... Uh it is built on code switching and performance. Is she
2: not in Masters of Sex? That's
1: Caitlin Fitzgerald. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They do look alike,
2: you're right. They I have be face sisters. I have white woman face blind, blindness.
1: Can we we have to talk about Oh wait no 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 Ben go oh. ahead. Um well
0: before we get into this, let's just say we're three white men in America. But it is revealed
1: for now in America. Oh,
0: sure. Because I'm Honestly. moving, I'm moving to Italy. No, it's Once just gonna
1: the... it's gonna be Gilead before too long. That's I'm all. moving to
0: Italy. Is it's... that what it's called? Yeah. Gilead? In, I don't want the that program tale. anymore. Um, I gave up on that program. We reveal through flashback that her son, their son, was shot in a routine traffic stop by a policeman mm-hmm. um, who probably assumed that he stole the car that he was driving. He was driving his dad's car um and there he's on the phone with Liam Neeson, and they're arguing he's like mom knew I was taking the car and i you have to get to practice or whatever and then he's sh- shot to death and it's brutal to watch yeah um and then and we- it, and it
1: is done against a a city a wall on a city street that has been blanketed in Obama hope posters cuz mm-hmm. it's 2000- oh, I didn't even notice that cuz it's 2008
2: yeah. you're right yeah, that's that really uh- And again
1: this <clears throat> is this is where non-American filmmaker Mm -hmm. preaching America better than, uh, I mean, this is not to say that no American could conjure such a upsetting image that that also is is speaking to the issue of police brutality and police discrimination. Um, It is something so maximalist about that, the shot, Um, but it ends up sort of becoming the heartbeat of Viola's character. Like once we understand that piece of the puzzle, um, I also think that the depiction of um, police brutality and police discrimination in this movie against uh, young, unarmed black men is all tied up in where the power is in the city, yeah, which right. is where the whole story about Colin Farrell and Robert Duvall's entrenched white power in a predominantly black district um, becomes a little thematically richer. Yeah. Um and it's where you understand, like, I I, I I, certainly could understand if someone was having a hard time with this movie because it is so long and there are so many characters and so many plot strands, but I do think it's woven up together in a really trenchant, cogent way. And
2: is it long? How long is it? It's pretty, pretty fucking long. It's two, like 220. 210. Like it's 215. At least two 10. It's like 215.
1: It's really long. But my point is, like, really? there, are so, there are so many there are so many threads within this narrative. It should be
0: five. I think there's a like.
1: A, an hour and five minutes. No. A what? <laughs> it's 2-9. It should be it's 105 minutes. See, but here's the thing. I don't know what I'd cut because I like all of it. It
2: doesn't feel long to me. I like the length of feels No,
1: it. it feels long to me in this. Well, heat actually feels like a two-hour, 20 movie. I do get a little bored in this movie. When? Where do you in get bored?
2: What happens in the middle? When she's That's on those a great question. D- I knew when that, she's and, on those... Uh, d- you
0: teed him right up.
2: Ah, you teed it's him a up. a great question. When she's on those dates with that man with that face. Oh, Lucas Haas is great in this movie. I don't oh, the I, I
0: it really okay. I think there what? I think there What's is a out? way to not have as much Colin Farrell in this movie. I think that you need some of it for the story that it's trying to tell, but I don't think you need quite so much. I don't think we need the the 17-minute back and forth about the art on the wall. I think that's funny. I think
1: I think that's a, a Flynn flourish that I'm happy to sit with, and it's There's at a the beginning of, of the movie. I film. see it as
0: absolute garbage dialogue.
1: <laughs> I think it's... No, again, I think, I think it has a screwball energy to it that takes away from the verisimilitude, but does enrich the dynamic between father and son. And for me, that is the moment that sets up their difference in approach and how Colin Farrell's character is absolutely corrupt and is benefiting off of uh, the backs of other people. Mm -hmm. Um, But that Colin Farrell doesn't consider himself to be his dad. He considers himself to be a more modern representative, to be more forward thinking and the whole art wallpaper discussion, which I think is funny, um, is is getting at that. And I also love that that scene comes directly after Robert Duvall at this like, rich black and white tie, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fundraising event, all, good old boys club event, endorsing his son for his old, so his, yeah. we haven't even said it, Robert Duval was the alderman of the district. His grandfather was the alderman of the district and now it's basically just nepotism handing it down to the to the son. Mm-hmm. To his son. But the the, the, the two scenes of, of him in public and then the scenes of them in private mm-hmm. um, totally works for me in illustrating the dynamic and it ends up being the plant for the payoff later when Colin Farrell says like I can't wait until you die and then Robert Duvall who is doing high camp like has that one real moment when he's just
2: like oh
1: oh son you got a big ass
2: yeah that that scene ends really really bizarrely that (laughs) and it goes on for like a little too long and but I still loved it it was like really weird because his reaction is just like oh oh you and then a he, big ass. and then he calls like the, the redhead assistant like a sock puppet what does he call her like a, something like that redheaded blob yeah. I don't know what he says and of course in that
1: scene Robert Niro is upset because Colin Farrell has hired uh, an African American campaign manager to take mm-hmm. over right, for right, like right, his right. guy anyway um, um,
2: I'd like to Brandon I feel like we haven't talked enough about the widows but I just want to acknowledge we certainly haven't I mean and the heist the core of the heist which is so muscular the score Great. The heist should be longer.
1: I like that it's like life like I, 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 I
2: like that too, because the movie ultimately, as you said, Daniel, is not about the heist, but the heist I, the heist is good. I could use ben, heist.
1: Ben, ben I could use a beat before Robert Duval gets shot. Yeah, I feel I like that's yeah. I told Ben's it still completely. works for me.
2: I told Ben this before you got here, Daniel, but the pivotal moment when Duval rips off Viola's mask and then he gets shot or whatever. People crossing, people just walking right in front oh to get back God. to their seats. And I had this old couple next to me who I was like commingling with before the movie started. <laughs> and they were they literally aloud said what the fuck.
1: Fuck yeah. Yeah, hell, like, hell yeah, fuck yeah.
2: The climactic moment of the film and you're gonna, yeah. you're going to just cross with your big ass. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love that you brought up that moment though. Truly. I love the the stare down between... Uh, I need to see it again because I was
2: completely taken out because there was a big ass just in my fucking face. A
1: couple face. of big in asses, way. by which I don't mean the physical embodiment. There I mean, ass- you are an ass.
2: Oh, God. So
1: all I want to say about the racial politics of this
0: movie... Oh, right. I love that it makes a white man the villain specifically because... His mixed race son died and he couldn't do anything to stop it. And now he wants to have
1: a white baby. Yes, I agree. I mean, he has a white baby. Yeah, he has Carrie, a white baby. And Carrie Coon it has his, already happened. his white mistress. Mm-hmm. And no, I, I agree with that. And it's where I didn't even connect that. Yeah, Viola says you want to have you already have your white baby or something. She That's says right, it in yeah. that moment, and and That's she figures right. it out because she knows that he's at Carrie Coon's house, and then she mm-hmm. puts the pieces together. That's why Carrie took so long to get back to her mm-hmm. all this stuff. I I mean, if you what's funny, even though we've said that ah, It's so rich and so Ben Ben has said that McQueen is the star of the film, we actually haven't talked too much about it, McQueen. And since we're running long, I don't know if we're going to get too much of a chance to. But if you look at his video arts, uh, even before he shoots Hunger, I mean, he is really skilled at provocative video art Mm -hmm. in terms of an audience's charged assumptions about race, gender, physicality, all of which is in this movie. But the, you think about the opening shot, um, which in Trump's America to see a mixed race couple just going at it in bed like that is a bit of a, um, a bit of, I don't want to say trigger because it's more hateful than that. Yeah. But but going back to what you're saying, Ben, like that that ends up being the central dynamic of the movie, uh, in terms of hero and villain. Mm-hmm. It makes the beginning of the film just opening oh, it on makes those it first shots completely different. Absolutely. Mm. Um, when he's trying to
2: eat her, literally yes, eat literally her. eat her face. Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: and 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 the the manipulation involved into making her believe that it is Ooh. love right.
2: that just gave me chills. Oh fuck yeah!
1: Yeah, fuck I love that yeah. too. This movie's. So I think it's I think it's trenchant. I think it's urgent. I think it's cogent. I think it's all the ends.
0: So we move on to homework. Before we move when on to I homework, got, when we got to the the credits and I saw music by Hans Zimmer, I was like, "Oh, why didn't I realize?" I know oh, the minute even, it happened, I, I was
2: loving it. I was yeah. already in. A lot my, of booms, a lot of bangs. I was already. A lot of in big bang phone. booms. I missed. I missed oh. who did the. When score. When I saw music by Hans Zimmer, I was like, "Oh, obvious." Will that get nominated? He always gets nominated. I think it. that it's gonna get Probably. nominated for score. score is I'm watching it this movie. Like I'm good. like fucking bangs. I'm like,
1: this is a banger. This is a this is a stirring banger.
2: Who is this? You're right. Who is this
1: composer? And then yeah, to Ben's like, oh yeah, duh.
2: I love the shot
1: of Viola
0: Hans. screaming in the mirror because it's got this like double reflection yes. situation that is directly from John Casavetti's opening night. Thank Hell you yeah. so much. Ooh. Well and it also
1: just gets mm. into the dis the dislocation of identity, yeah. um, just the fuzzy mental mm-hmm. interiority. It really works well. Steve McQueen.
2: He's a good director. Steve
1: McQueen, good.
2: Good I director, IMO. I he's a good director. God, if he got no, that's not going to happen. Not but I can happen. pray and hope and wish. And Good
0: director. I did not
2: win an Oscar for directing, but good director. Who won? Oh, it was that was Gravity. Cuaron. Cuaron. that year, yeah. Well, he'll win this year, so good for him. <laughs> that's good how I, for him. I feel
1: similarly, um, just because this is the only other person to win two directing Oscars in the past decade, I feel similarly about Inyari too. Like, you didn't have to give it to him for Birdman. <laughs> like, What's he going to do next? You could have given got? it to Linkletter. Yeah. Do we know yeah. what he's got on the docket?
2: Inyari 2? Inyari 2?
1: He's just going to film himself so. banging portentously on a bunch of gongs for two and a half hours. Nope. He's going to win oh. seven Oscars for well, it. He
2: that. He did. He he did something in VR. Yes, which we've
1: covered. Yeah, with, which, which <clears> we've spoken about on this podcast before.
2: Homework. So very good. wait. No, no 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 He's an actor
0: in Rafifi. Did you realize that? No, which one is he? He's that? macaroni. Is he
1: macaroni? Macaroni. That's and he's American too. Yeah. Sorry, no we just final yeah, thing. Yeah. Hot we We have, to, we have to talk about the scene in Widows that slaps the hardest. The slap. Is it, the slaps slap? between Is Viola NBC and slap? Elizabeth Debicki. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> the sound. And we also didn't talk
1: enough about Jackie Weaver's hair. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, Jackie oh. Weaver gives
2: Debicki a little slap. No,
1: Elizabeth Debicki
2: d- slaps Jackie. No, Jackie no, slaps. It, no, Jackie's,
1: It's. Slaps her. it's I love the character. I love like on paper and obviously more so what Debicki brings to it. But the reason why she slaps Viola back is because Viola is talking down to her and saying like, how dare you live your life this way? And what she's saying back is like, this is basically the first time I've ever lived life on my own terms when I wasn't getting hit like you just did to me by my dead husband. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not thrilled to be sleeping with Lucas Haas, but I'm making money off of it. Yeah. And I didn't want to do it. My mom pushed me into doing it. And I'm trying to make the best of a bad situation. Like, yeah. fuck you. Yeah, It's, so, it's great. so great.
2: That got a good, like, audible reaction yes. from the audience. Like, yes. Oh, fuck, yeah. This movie, yeah. This movie literally yeah. slaps. But yeah, this so movie Viola slaps.
1: is, sorry, Regina, Viola It is now my favorite lead actress performance of the year. Wow. And I guess Olivia Coleman is the only one who can take that spot away. We will soon find I'm out. I'm just going to quickly go through. Unless
0: you rewatch. Let the Sun Shine In.
1: Correct. See, but to me, that movie came out last year. Right. I would fact, love no, to rewatch. I gave I gave Juliet my best actress when I did like my halfway through the year winners. Juliet right. was number one. So I would say that my top five actress, maybe we can all do. That's going to take too long. We'll do it later.
2: <laughs> we will do it on um, uh, that episode.
1: We, we didn't were, do one of those last year. We'll have to do one this year. We should do it this year. We should. Can do we it do like our, a Cisco and Ebert if we the picked the winners? 10. We will do oh, it with- No, that, that episode is going to run three hours. Well, yeah. well,
2: it always does. We'll do it with our- it, it always does. The last time we did it, it does. Yeah. We will do it with our top of the year whatever. Sure. I really think we should do two we episodes. We do like ballots. Homework. We should, we should
1: honestly- Okay, we might have to cut this out because this is boring. But last year, when we did our Oscar reactions episode, that was only like an hour. Yeah. We could do it in there. We could do it category by category. Yeah, and
0: just say this is who we would nominate. Yeah. Who we would who Great.
1: Would so, thank how you. Fun. I just wanted to get in. I wanted to get NBC's the slap. Michael
2: Mann's, Heat. Heat. And what's the name? Jules Dassin. Jules Dassin. Riffifi. V. Yes, I,
0: I was going to say that's not how we say it in French, but he's not he's French. He's not French. So, he was just in exile from. Because of communism,
2: correct. Uh, he was on the blacklist. Interesting. Rich and complicated. Yeah.
1: So, heat slaps. Where Speaking to... of slapping. Oh. Heat slaps. Heat fucks.
2: There was a moment. Heat, heat gets me.
0: About oh. an hour into this movie, I was like, what if I only give this movie four stars? No, that's well, where I was too. Will I be exiled from the gay <laughs> Twitter
1: <laughs> in, in America, community? In America. Yeah. And and they, I had the I'm curious keep going here but I, I, then, I so far I' this is exactly how wait, I felt. what
2: what point were what I was just point, kind of like, was oh. it the first heist well I just no, I, I hate just like, every
1: character first of all I was just
2: like it's such a boy movie dudes being dudes
0: it's but then it turns gay AF. and and it's like and the first like women scene we get is Nellie Portman weeping over her bet oh you're talking about
1: heat
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: I thought you're talking about Riffy fee no
2: oh they're both boys being boys I almost
1: gave Riffy fee four stars until oh. I realized that the movie is also about the fallout it's and the yeah.
2: condemnation. Of yeah, a- yeah, I want I want to say at what price? What <laughs> at what <laughs> price? <laughs> Paris Bank. Okay, so sorry, heat. heat. yes I'm talking
0: about heat. The first. Hour. Sorry,
1: my bad. I just behaved so stupidly. I've been a big
0: ass. Uh-huh. I
1: don't know. It is just uh,
0: boys. This was, this was
2: five stars from the minute it started for me. I think I'm that's a how, straight man. I think that's how most people feel <laughs> If you need to it. be reminded, I'm no, but it, No, but it
1: is about dudes being dudes. Yeah. That's what it's about. That is what it's about. Yeah. And then it really
0: is then the the, notes. the fucking, the literal second Pacino turns on his lights to pull over Robert De Niro, my heart was beating so hard. I get you a couple coffee?
2: And I was like, oh. Did they, don't they like drop his car in from a helicopter? How did they get him? They helicopter him in. Did you read the
1: IMDb trivia or
2: something? (laughs) Wait, wait. No, in the actual movie, because he's in a helicopter. Is that right?
1: That's not right. No, they're, no, they're, no! He's, they're, he's they're following him in the traffic. The
2: helicopter is te- is looking down, telling yeah. him which car he oh. is. That's yeah, what it is. The only
1: the only thing he yeah, loves yeah, more yeah. than talking it's just so about
2: brilliantly engineered how to get him yeah behind right him and behind. Turn and him yeah. that's his yeah. what so much of
1: heat is like. And I assume we'll talk about the coffee shop scene next, which means we have to talk about how these are men who don't want to first who, date. How these yes. men don't it's want so to lead cute. traditional lives. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why they can't stay married. They want to live a queer life. But the only They're thing this movie loves more, bonded. Brandon is putting his finger through a <laughs> O oh, made with his other hand. The only thing this movie loves more than its than men fucking than its queer emotional <laughs> wavelength, mm. is people saying 150 mm. yards, 300 yards, <laughs> 25 yards. Which, to your point, Brandon, yes, just like how you get. You guys remember that stupid like game where you had like tr- this is like a kids game like trucks that are made of plastic and they're on a grid and you have to figure out how to weave through traffic.
2: Oh, the car puzzle. The oh, car puzzle. It's I like the car p- the I, you, puzzle.
1: you could say Frogger, but I think it's where more slide, like the traffic you puzzle. You
2: slide the cars to Oh,
1: oh yeah, to yeah, yeah. Classic. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. That's a lot of the it's Usually made out
2: of wood or plastic.
1: No. I remember sort of a hard plastic, but it could it could also be wood. It could also be beef. <laughs> what is that? Could be wood. <laughs> There's like, I'm misquoting a Maya Rudolph uh, SNL thing. Oh, oh, I don't know oh, it. Yeah. I don't know yeah. it offhand. Could be wood.
2: I hear it. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, what is... Oh, I'm thinking of the Diane Warwick now.
0: Do what, Anne? to what, Anne? <laughs> <laughs> Um Hate. So then, it's just like, let's get a cup of coffee. You want to have <laughs> a cup of coffee? Let's get a cup of coffee. Oh, they go on a
2: date and it's so cute.
0: And they're just
2: like... What I... Okay. Sorry, no. Ahead. Say it. Um. Well, uh, I don't. This is stupid. But this has been done, and said. you love when they hold hands and then kiss. <laughs> I love when they fucking make out. Yeah. No. So by the very, way, my, my theory. By the I'll end, get into it later. Sorry. By the end, where you realize like they can't live with, yeah, they can't live without each other. Without there's no hero without the villain. It's mm-hmm. it's very...
1: There's no top without a bottom. It's, 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 it's very... It's true tragedy when it's he very... has to kill the other one. Now that, Well, they're both kind of having a blast in yeah. the last 20 minutes chasing each other. I mean, the whole movie, mm-hmm. even before they have coffee, the moment that they become spiritually linked is when De Niro and Kilmer are inside that warehouse and Pacino and his crew are staking out on the roof mm-hmm. and we get those series of... So it's like four or five shots. We get a close-up of De Niro just looking straight ahead and then we cut to a close-up of I'm sorry. A close-up oh, of Pacino when he's on the monitor. And, and, well, it gets to the monitor. Then we cut to a close-up of De Niro, who is inside the warehouse. They are mm. not in the same location. They right. are. They have walls between them. Right. Looking into the camera and a they're close-up looking right at each other. This is when their hearts meld mm. and they yes. realize that they are each other's true purpose. Yes. And then it cuts mm. back to Pacino. And I knew Ben would love this scene because it's the power of editing. I love. Editing. But then we cut. You know. Time and space. Putting uh, the camera. We, we, we cut in, in the right, right place. place at the right time. We cut means back to Pacino. To me. Cut back to Pacino, and then we cut to De Niro's face on the surveillance mm. in close-up, mm-hmm. but looking mm-hmm. all distorted mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. green and black.
2: Yeah. What I was gonna say. And then
1: we cut to Pacino, like sticking in his hand down his pants, oh,
2: and he's jerking it. It's, <laughs> he's it's Jack very, Harry. It's very. Now I understand. Now that I've seen Heat, it is very. <clears throat> Dark Knight. Mia Hansen loves favorite movie of all time. Is it really? And I think you can it see is. the
0: influence in all of her films.
1: Yeah, I agree.
3: <laughs>
1: Spiritual Heat, Heat is very much about things to come, right? You're right. L'avenir. It's about so the
2: men right. that are gonna come. You're right. Um, anyway, yes, Dark Knight, obviously. Straight yeah. men have said that many a time, but I, I'm, I see it now.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I just saw a note. Um. How I saw, did you take? Tell us. So when... when <laughs> Sorry. Amy Brennan and I know so, some people I get so annoyed when people yourself. laugh at themselves, but I'm laughing at the movie. Um, when Pacino is trailing De Niro's car in traffic before they meet up to go to the coffee shop, mm-hmm. in traffic, he's on his ass. He's on his
2: ass. On his ass. He's on his ass. This movie is about ass. asses.
1: Well, this movie is about two men who don't want to live life according to heteronormative status quo and are desperate to live life in a queer way Mm. together but can't. Yes,
2: Brandon. How do we feel about the arc of the Natalie Portman character? I think that... Here's how
1: I feel about heat. And and it goes back to what Ben was saying about it's dudes being dudes, which it absolutely is. Mm -hmm. It's about obsession. It's about pouring yourself into this shadow life that has an important purpose yeah. uh if you're a cop or a criminal like it serves a fi- it has a financial incentive um there are two sides of an equilibrium someone's got to do it right? right um but when you are so jacked on your own hyper obsessive so when you're when so you're so cranked. when you're so cranked on the Jason obsession crank. when you're so cranked on sticking you know two electrical oh. Card jacks wrong. onto the Stick tongue. Sticking <laughs> th- Okay, Brandon, this is not the Big Mouth episode <laughs> anymore. Where am I going with this? Oh, Pacino loves the Natalie Portman character, mm-hmm. but yes. it's ultimately you're just saying that. You're not actually showing up. Right. And when she kills herself, or tries to kill herself, to me, it's the moment where the movie is reminding you that there's a lot of other stories going on at the same time. Yeah. But these two men are only... They are it's, so focused actually, on a single, single track I actually think the women are really well drawn... I do, too. ...for
2: a kind of movie that this is. I do, is. too. I agree. I do. I, I just wanted to, I wanted to pose it. It's not, not an question. A+, plus, but it's... But they're... For, for 1995,
0: the, it's... The sequence where... The, it's not a sequence the moment where amy Brennerman won't kiss robert de niro back that i can't imagine existing in the 90s but yeah. it does yeah this movie happened yeah I in the, the 90s the women are not you know civil
1: rights it's the 90s It's
0: civil um, rights it's just it is kind of shocking to see her rebuke him and mm-hmm. she does eventually because they need her to stay with him until the very end but. right
2: the but yeah, the Natalie thing for me was If You, you can't walk
1: out s- in thirty minutes or less. I don't remember the rest of the line. In then the hands.
2: Don't then don't think then don't attach yourself to In me. the
0: hands of a lesser filmmaker. Absolutely. This movie would not end with Pacino and De Niro alone for twenty minutes. You yes. know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. I, there is a version of this movie perfect, yeah. that end that doesn't have the two of them on a chase alone. Yeah, I mean it's yeah.
1: there's it the relationship itself and the tragedy of it is hugely Shakespearean to me. Mm-hmm. There is also another Shakespearean element to that ending that is important to discuss within the queer reading, which is that we all know that Shakespeare refers to an orgasm as a little death. Oh. And I don't know if I did
2: know that. Yes. So and the movie and I'm the sure sperms are dying.
1: Oh. Yeah, and I'm sure fellow film fag Nathan Blancett, who doesn't listen to this show, I don't think, could yeah, could probably point out if I was a wily wrong that.
0: bitch, which I only say because I called someone else a wily bitch, and he was like, Why don't you call me that?
1: I asked him today if he was a little Edwardian boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Correct. Um the movie Our the, son. The movie The movie ends with <laughs> De Niro dying and he and Pacino wow, spoiler and,
2: alert. Fuck,
1: it's I, it's sad. Sorry, it came we,
2: out in the nineties. you two,
1: just saw it yesterday for the first time. I don't
0: care. That's why we I, don't. You are care the one about, that usually cares.
2: About we don't, don't care about spoilers. Well, I'm we're an spoilers. hour and a half no,
1: in, and I'm you know. I'm so lit on heat. We revealed that
2: Liam Neeson is alive. Well, <laughs> if, I swear to God, if, I, I I am mad. at Viola animals. is not actually a widow. If you
1: listen to this show, <laughs> if you until li-
2: she kills him, if
1: you listen to this show. Without having seen Z the movies, unless know you know you have no interest in the movie, in which case I would say when um, is nationwide, reconsider. You have no excuse. I would say, in the words of Melissa Leo, consider <laughs> reconsidering. Consider. consider. I just consider. see her consider.
2: in her fur jacket.
1: What I want to get at is that the movie ends with the consummation of Pacino and De Niro's union. You're right. Oh, cute. There is a little death as they there's are locked in each e- as they are locked each in each other's arms. You know the yeah. The, there's a fucking plane landing on top, like oh, above right. there. The
2: bloody death mm-hmm. ending of Heat. The homoeroticism there reminded me of Burntane. Oh, fuck oh, yeah, big time. Back, yeah. They're also spiritually linked in yeah. a different way.
0: uh, the moment when. What's-His-Face tells De Niro that Val Kilmer is not going with them, basically. When
1: Ashley Judd...
0: No, it's the man. It's Is it... <gasps> is
1: it John Voight? Yes. Is yeah. like, and this is... My, with, this, but I just his, mean, with is his, that with moment, John Voight. Voight. This is John Voight, like... And I j- cannot stand the man. before or after
2: Mission Impossible?
0: It's a year before.
1: And this is also his, his a few book. years... <laughs> I believe someone can correct me if I'm wrong here. It's a few years before Anaconda... Which features the all-time great trash John Voight performance, where he, I believe, he plays a character who hails from Paraguay. Oh, so chew on that. Yikes! But he's sort of this. I think Anaconda's ninety-seven. He's this surly river rat who is a mercenary, yeah, and isn't out. It isn't looking out for the safety of the crew. He's trying to hunt that big ass anaconda, and he (laughs) that
0: big ass (laughs) that big ass anaconda.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) <laughs> There's a great shot in Anaconda where, like J Lo and whoever the male lead is, are talking uh, in the forefront, at the foreground of the shot, about whether or not they can trust this this skeezy interloper mm. played by John Voigt, And in the background, John Voigt is just loading. Well, he's got a big ass. And he's loading guns like into the <laughs> ship. In the background of the ship, like I don't know, we can trust this guy. And he's just like very methodically loading up uh, the ship. Good movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Should we t- should we even discuss the big ass scene, or should we just? <laughs> we already did.
0: <laughs> We've joked
2: about it plenty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fucking Hank Azaria. Oh yeah, that is. Hank this Azaria's is a great. This is about. a great minor trash movie. Yeah. As is Refifi.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. Yeah um do we want they both for yeah, me at the end are have have Amazing. very common themes of at what price you know mm-hmm. um because god that final scene when um the main guy in rafifi's driving <laughs> and, he, uh, it's and the so kid's good. like oh brandon is dancing like
1: Haimi and burning right now what are they
0: the happy land triangles yeah from world of tomorrow 2 yeah it's like La la la, la la la. And he's like I'm
3: fucking bleeding out and he's
0: literally <laughs> I,
1: bleeding out I was so moved by the way that the uh, film is articulating similarly to Mining the Gap a oh, cycle of oh. violence that is passed down mm, from yeah. men to men oh, with the kid and his oh, toy fuck. gun mm. he's been kidnapped he, sh-
2: he points it right at his head exactly. Oh, yeah. and he's
1: playing with the gun before but yes he, he is shooting Tony in the back of the head as Tony is dying and it sort of Gets at the disconnect between these rules, and this yeah. is something that all the movies have the in rules. common like the rules of the game, right? Just sort of like the the, the honor, uh, like like a, how to be a noble criminal. That's the scene
0: in Rafifi where Macaroni is like, I didn't mean to, and but you know, like, you know the rules. You know the rules. You Know the rules. You
1: have to. Bing bang boom. Bada bing bada boom. Bye bye. But he
2: first kills because they're so good at, about like not killing. Spoiler. And then <laughs> it came out in nineteen fifty five. At what price, nineteen fifty five? Um. But yeah, I didn't see it till today, so I shouldn't talk. Um, it's got to be like production code reasons, but it still
0: works beautifully. But it's
1: not production code, right? It's a French film.
0: Yeah, but I wonder if there were. I mean, there were
2: probably oh, about killing hands. Sure. Yeah. about sure. killing
0: people.
1: Yeah, because most of the deaths happen
0: off screen.
2: Yeah, because the one he like hits him with like a brick, but when and then when he's dying, you only see his like hand. Yeah, yeah, I love that hand shot. He's just like. Ugh. I like that. There's a
1: there's a dangling phone. After a scene of violence mm-hmm. similar mm-hmm. to Blood and Black Lace mm-hmm. from our earlier You've got to watch Blood and Black Lace. I will. I still you have. you really got to watch Blood and Black Lace. I will Black watch Lace.
2: it. It's like one of my favorite
0: movies. <laughs> Me too. I'll
2: give it a little. It's old. so good.
0: Maybe I'll watch it over my long Christmas break. Like, hell yeah. That seems a little too long from now. That's a month away. It starts a month from today. Oh my God. Christmas is basically It's tomorrow. June. I don't know
1: what you're talking about. It's June right now. Thanksgiving. By the time this episode drops, Thanksgiving will be over. Right. And I, I will. Oh have, my
2: God. I don't have a lot of things to give that. I will have gone on a
0: trip and returned by the time this episode drops. I will be in a new apartment. Hopefully, oh. I will have seen My Fair Lady in 4K. We'll oh, see. I'm going oh, yeah. with you to that. I hope. I mean, I think I will go, but it's just like, what if my travels make me too tired to? But I think I'm going to go. Not
1: to well, get we'll too Regis and Kelly about it, but where is that playing? It's at the Arrow. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to go. Well, this has been. Can I do it? We
1: didn't even. Let's talk a little bit more about Rafifi.
2: <sighs> I'm doing the. the oh, judge. shit. No, we're running long. <laughs> judge any, any,
1: any final thoughts? I'm not in charge this week, but.
2: I just love Rafifi. I did love it. I, I, lo- I love the blonde Joe J.O. There
1: are some
0: hot. The one that's on
2: heroin was really hot. Oh, the one on heroin is super hot. He was hot. really hot. The when Joe he faint. falls into the sink and then just dies. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Is he dead? I think so. He's, yeah, he the, gets, he gets the heist healed.
0: sequence is masterful. The attention to when, detail when is they, insane. Oh, yeah. The so there's a, there's the a fucking oh, umbrella. Yeah. The umbrella really got How
1: me fun too. is this heist? There's a moment yeah. that made me think of Ben af- oh, in the hots. In, in the heist, oh. <laughs> after after the alarm system has been sprayed with fire extinguisher foam, mm-hmm. Tony puts a flashlight in the drawer of a file, like in oh, a file, yeah. file drawer, and then moves another. Um, File cabinet away from the wall so mm. that he can use it as a bounce board. Mm. Filmmaking, I love that. Filmmaking, I love filmmaking. But yes, it just it, this movie revels in the, you know, connecting the dots mm. in a way that is deeply satisfying. Yeah,
2: the procedural, yes. procedural. Watching that are, heist is hypnotic.
1: Yeah,
0: it's. And it's I, a full twenty five
1: percent of the movie. Yeah. yeah, and and I wish there was more of it. Except that I love the the ending as yeah. well. That it's about retribution. Forty five minutes after. It's yeah, crazy. I just I I love film noir for several reasons. But I love the films of Jules Dassin. Of the few that I've seen, it's crazy that Refifi like wasn't the first. that seems like an entry point after watching it, but. Where most films would zig towards redemption, mm-hmm. he zags towards retribution. Yeah. Even though there are redemptive elements to it. But it it's not it's not any sort of Christian worldview, I don't think, but there is an idea of reckoning for Bad behavior, or yeah. or, or, for, or basically your mistakes catching up with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and at what price? At what price? Like the beginning of the movie, and they're playing poker in a back room, and you assume it's like the middle of the night. Yes, it's it's the morning. Yeah, you know, cut
0: are, to the family of Joe. Joe and yeah. his family playing.
1: These the, the, these are characters, and of course, Tony is the only character in that first scene, if I'm remembering correctly. But like these are characters who, you know, Sherlock Holmes to They play a game of shadows, Right. and when he. When he beats the the woman, um, who has a funny name, his certain the name,
2: Man, Mona, Man, Man, I think it's Moda. his ex girlfriend, Moda. Okay.
1: But Moda. he 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 orders her to strip down and then beats her with a belt, mm-hmm. and I had a tough reaction to that only because if the movie had then asked me to. Unquestionably, be on his side from right. that moment forward. I just wouldn't be able to get on yeah, track with I it. Yeah, I struggled
2: with it too. But the and but, it's, it's but they not, don't ask you. And to- it's not even
1: about like having some sort of contemporary like woke reading of this older film. Like that's a despicable act, no matter which way you cut it, no matter when you said it. And Tony, Tony never fully redeems himself. He does save the kid in the end, right? But.
2: You that's know. that's his like final. It's very act. he's it's doing the it only because thing he can do. He's fucked this up exactly. so much. Yeah. I mean and, and it's, that's it's the least he can do. Tony yeah, Tony is the one. I mean this is also and Joe
0: is
1: killed. Yes. Yeah. This is one of the original like one last shot. Like yeah. like one last heist movies. Oh,
0: I that's one of my that is probably my favorite cinematic trope is one last heist. One last job. Yes.
1: One, one last this job. is our last But one. Tony Tony ups the ante. And actually we have to talk about the camera work a little bit too before we go. Um Tony ups the ante. Like it's just supposed to be a simple, like, in and out, uh, just pilfering of some dough or whatever. And Tony, I believe, is the one who's like, no no no, like cracking my knuckles, like if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this big. And then that ends up being the downfall. Like yeah. Tony mm-hmm. Tony is not a tragic hero. He's a pretty bad guy who is and this is something that I find so compelling about Noir. It's not it's not that you it maybe for some people it is, but and no judgment if that's the case, although depending on maybe a little, um, you're, you're not living vicariously through these characters, bad behavior and bad decisions, mm-hmm. but you are having to reckon with the fact that it's a hell of a lot of fun to watch. Right. And not, not the, uh, not the assault I mentioned earlier, but the heist itself and the murder, and the and murder it, like it's, it's just so satisfying to watch dramatically. And the song, Oh, the yeah, song's I great. The, 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 song the, the shadow going on modern. in the back. So, um, Anyone else want to say something about Rafifi?
0: I do. Um, It feels very, like, proto-New Wave to me. Yeah. It's very, like, when I think of, like, pre-New Wave French cinema, it's, like, Renoir and Carnet, and it's, like, on a studio, very big production value, and this is very, like, gritty in the streets, like a shaky cam, like, very New Wave without, like, quite all of the the cleverness of the new wave, but it's just like just getting what you can get. Basically. Yeah,
1: it, 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 I I totally agree with you. On it locks the in your face caustic wit of the French new wave. I just rewatched Jules and Gem the other day, just a couple days ago, and I, while I was watching it, I realized like, oh, you never actually yeah. finished. Why this do you movie. give it? Why do you dock it half a star? I was gonna. That's a separate confront conversation. That's a separate this. conversation. It's not a perfect movie. It's a groundbreaking movie. Wow, it's a
2: Confriend groundbreaking. him.
1: We'll have to talk about it another time, but it's, you know, and what I was going to say is that I realized watching the movie, I actually had not seen the entire movie, which was kind of like a weird moment because Jules and Jim for me, it's like, I remember buying 400 blows on Criterion when I was like 16 or 17 and like digging into Truffaut a little bit, but then I get to like some elements later in the film, like, Oh, Nope. You, you totally rewrote this in your head. Um, and I counted it as a rewatch on Letterbox. I actually had struggled with this. It, that, that's that's a separate conversation. Um, in Jules and Jim, when you get like dialogue on the screen, yeah. When uh, when Jules says to Jim, like, "Don't try and take this woman from me. Mm-hmm. Like, not this one, please." Like, that is the sort of like curly cues of caustic wit, yeah. that you get in the French New But wit. the ca- the way that the camera's operating in refifi is not dissimilar to some of the innovations there, um, yeah. like. There's the scene when they're all in the cafe across the street from the bank and the camera just oh, pushes yeah. in on the bank mm-hmm. and then pulls back out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's the way that it is using the camera to redirect your attention mm-hmm. um, is clever. Yeah. But it's not totally in your it's face It's not like it. ostentatiously clever. There you go. That's there you what
0: go. it is. Yeah.
2: Ostentatious. All right, take us home. This has been Movies IMO. You can find us on Twitter, at movies IMO, I'm please subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us five stars, and tell us. Um What's your favorite heist movie? That's so boring.
0: What's- what did you do when your husband was actually alive? <laughs> after he died.
2: <laughs> tell us what big ass can't you stop thinking about. I'm Brandon Kirby. You can find me on Twitter at BK Kirby. I'm Ben M B. You can find me on Twitter at RealToddHaines. I'm Daniel
1: Kruk. You can find me on the internet at Daniel Kruk. Three three O's in that. Two things quickly. One, we're going to see a lot of Halloween costumes next year. Viola Davis and Widows with folks carrying around a toy dog. Oh. I'm calling it now.
2: Or or is it going to be Jesse Plemons in Game Night carrying that same dog?
1: So I haven't seen Game Night, but you guys (laughs) know that at this point, I'm going to love it simply because I'm going home. I'm not only going 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 in in. with
2: the the lowest.
1: I'm going in with very low expectations. And my friend uh, Mikey, who I plugged earlier on the Jalo podcast, he was telling me that when he saw it the first time, he basically was like, like, really, this? Mm -hmm. Like, this is the world. And I remember his letterbox log was like, Basically, like, just because a comedy is somewhat good doesn't mean we need to proclaim that it is like the best studio comedy in forever. He said he watched it a second time with those, having seen it with like, you know, mm-hmm. abysmal underworld level expectations, and said he liked it a little bit more. So I'm excited to see it. Two, there is a widow's connection to John Dealman. I chose not to point it out. Oh, uh, oh, so oh, fuck! That I would be a good to... iTunes review. Oh, what's yours? Oh,
2: shit! I came up with a really good John Dealman. It was a good widow's John Dealman joke, and I can't. I lost it.
1: You don't have it? Fuck.
2: That's okay. Let's just stand it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, no, what are we doing next week? Next week, we're talking about Yargos Lanthimos. Can't believe it's already Lanthum. happening. What's his name? Lanthum. Yargos Lanthimos. Yargos Lanthimos is the favorite. Can't wait. And starring we're ta- the three of us. Starring the three of us. I am. Who am I? You are Rachel, You're Rachel Weiss. Weiss. Oh, I'm Rachel Vice with the blood on her face. And Olivia Coleman on the ground, screaming and crying. And Daniel is Emma Stone.
1: Making a monster face.
2: Because um, that's me. And we're also talking about Barry Lyndon and Marie Antoinette, so watch those to follow along. Um, God, what was my John Dielman Widows joke? Whatever, I don't know. It's just like, the women have to do the work. That, the, right. It was something along... Goodbye. Done.
0: <laughs> I think that's nice.
2: John Dielman.
0: The winner is Jane Fonda...
3: Thank you. Thank you very much, members of the Academy, and thank all of you who applauded. There's a great deal to say, and I'm not going to say it tonight. I would just like to really thank you very much.
2: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.